Oh, yes. We here. We ready. We talking sports. Derek and Eric show, once again, as always, coming to you live. In a new year, Eric. In a, oh, I hate it when people say that crap. <laughs> new year, I, new I, me. <laughs> when you see someone, do you greet them and go, oh, hey, happy new year? No. No, you know why? Because you're not a 90-year-old man. You're close, but you're not a 90-year-old man. Or people are like, I'll see you in the new year. And they talk to you like the night before, and you're like, go to hell. Go to hell. (laughs) Pretty much. Anywho, happy new year to those of you who are listening. We appreciate you. Except Derek, he doesn't appreciate you. No, I don't. I'm just a monster. (laughs) (laughs) We got a lot to dive into. We'll recap what happened in the NFL in week 17. Yeah, my Lions getting absolutely screwed. (laughs) We'll talk about the teams that have been eliminated from playoff contention. And there's a lot of them now. There's a few of them, but we already touched on some of them. We'll talk, talk about the new ones. And Derek, you were wrong. We didn't talk about the Chargers the first time. I guess not. Uh, we'll also talk about teams that have clinched from week 17, like Chiefs. Uh, let, let me let me say this again. Rams. <laughs> not, not the wait. Seahawks. Not the Seahawks, but you know who did clinch? The Rams. Because yeah. of the Seahawks being crap. Getting swept by the Rams. Go Rams. Then we'll talk <laughs> about some other teams. What, what the hell is going on with the Eagles? Yeah, seriously. And how the Steelers never die. I mean, 17 straight winning seasons now. Just wow. Mm-hmm. Mike Tomlin. Uh, we're we're going to talk about a local team that was eliminated from playoff contention. Yeah, thank God. The Denver Donkeys and why Sean Payton's an ass and should be shot into the sun from a cannon. <laughs> <laughs> We'll talk about the Avs and Nuggets as they oh have my God. two MVP candidates in the same building. McKinnon, Jokic, go ahead. Best players, best, best players in the world at their respected sports, yes. Yeah, suck it, McDavid, you overrated pile of garbage. Exactly. Um, we'll talk about those awesome college football games. Oh, my God, on yes. On New Year's Day. Wow, those were some good ones. Uh, Michigan beat Alabama and Washington outlasts Texas. And then we're going to talk about week 18 in the NFL, some big games coming up and how genius the NFL is with their scheduling. (laughs) And then we'll talk about playoff clinching scenarios for week 18. And I'm going to let you folks know, I've got a full page in the rundown on this. Yeah, There's a lot of them. Buckle up. It's going to be a lot. And then as always, we will make our, Week 18 picks. And I'm going to beat Eric. Finally. After what, we'll two, see, three man. years? We're going to see. Like I said, if, if I lose this week, it's rigged. <laughs> I'm blowing up. I don't know. <laughs> I'm blowing everything up. He's just going to run down the street yelling angrily naked. Yeah. Naked? <laughs> Why do I got to be naked? <laughs> it's because you're crazy. Wear, wear nothing but a Lions jersey. <laughs> nothing else underneath. Screaming with fire coming out of my mouth. <laughs> All right. All right, Derek, let's dive into it. So we talked about it a little bit on the week 17 recap. 
The Jets lost to the Browns 37-20. And the Joe Flacco-led Browns clinched a playoff spot. Yeah, Joe Flacco of all people. And apparently he wanted to catch a snooze on the sidelines during this game. All right, the most controversial game of the Detroit Lions go into Dallas to face the Cowboys, and I didn't think either team played particularly well offensively. No. But the Cowboys got the one-point win because of referee shenanigans. Yeah, and Jerry Jones can go to hell and soak in Dallas. The The Cowboys are now under there with the Chiefs, Eric. Chiefs are one. Cowboys are 1A on my list after this game. Yeah, but, I mean, there were just a lot of fumbles and, like, Jared Goff had, what, three picks? Uh, God, I don't know. Three turnovers for sure. I think he had had two picks and a fumble. Yep, back to Um, his old ways. And that that cost him. And then CeeDee Lamb fumbling out of the end zone is not good. Dak Prescott had a pick, too. I mean, both teams were just not in sync offensively. So the defenses didn't have to do anything. No. But yeah, four, Dallas, turn, four turnovers total, yeah, in the game. So it was kind of sloppy. But Dallas got the win. They improved to 11-5 and five and 8-0 and and oh at home. And the Lions fell to 11-5 and five and cannot get the two seed. Great. That's why that game is so controversial. We'll talk about the call at the end of the, uh, the recap. We'll dive into it then. And I need some more analysis from my co-host here. But well, I'm, just, no, I'm just <laughs> disgusted. I have no words, Eric. If I start talking about it, I'm going to start cussing because that's what I was well, doing. Well, you're editing, so go ahead. Moving on to Sunday. <laughs> uh, we've had the Patriots heading to Bushero to take on the Bills. And the Bills was a little bit of a close game, but they held on to win 27-21. I mean, Bailey Zappi, though, having three interceptions <laughs> does not help. What a uh, crappy game. No crappy game he had but Derek fun fact he was the leading passer in this game I, yeah Josh <laughs> Allen 15 of 30 for 169 no touchdowns and a pick mm-hmm. he had two rushing touchdowns but... and then Rasul Douglas had a 40 yard uh, pick six so yes. yeah that's basically oh, yeah. how Buffalo scored and a couple of field goals a couple of field goals that the Patriots are just bad Offensively, they're they're really bad. Ezekiel Elliott had the most carries, 14 for 39 yards and a touchdown. It's average 2.8 yards per carry. Ugh. But the opening kickoff return was pretty was pretty sweet and like unexpected that the Patriots did. Yeah, but I mean that's how they scored though. Yeah. And, like they don't have any receivers. Their leading receiver was Kevin Harris with two catches for 54 yards. Who? Kevin Harris. Yeah, four, but five total turnovers in this game. Like, ugh. Yeah. Disgusting. So Patriots fall to four and 12. The Bills improved to 10 and six and are seven and two at home. They're rolling right now, yeah. Into the NFC matchup here for the next game where the Falcons headed to Chicago to face off against the Bears. And the Bears with a 20-point victory, 37-17. Yeah, DJ Moore decided to show up this week and not last week, so I appreciate that, you you ass clown. (laughs) Really, really irritated me. But no, I mean, Heineke, three picks, just 
sloppy. But hey, at least Bijan Robinson, they gave him the ball, but not like it mattered because they got blown out. I had 15 carries and three catches. So in my eyes, it's still not enough. And your alligator guy had seventy had a seventy-five yard touchdown catch. Chen, it was like he touched. That was one of the six times he touched the ball. Yeah. Uh, but I, I got to give props to the Bears, man. I mean, they they've been out of it for a long time this season, and now they're they're rolling. Justin Fields is looking like the guy. Mm-hmm. Khalil Herbert. They finally have a running game now. DJ Moore, as you said, stepped up. I mean, they're a Browns lost away from playing the Packers for a wild card spot this week, but they got eliminated from playoff contention. But it makes you wonder, though, now that they have the Panthers' number one overall pick, are they going to trade a quarterback? Are they going to keep Fields and just get a dynamic player with that pick? Well, we'll talk about that. After the games. Look at that. Um, but the Bears improved to 7-9. Falcons fall to 7-9. They're 2-6 and six on the road. And they're still alive for their division, Eric, at <laughs> seven and nine. So dumb. Uh, hey, Tyler. He- Ta- oh my God, I always mess up his name. Taylor. Taylor Heineke. Ugh, Ten me. of twenty-nine. Ooh. One touchdown, three picks, one hundred and sixty-three yards. I think it's clear what Atlanta needs. A uh, quarterback. <laughs> yes. All right, back to the AFC. The Oakland Raiders, with their playoff hopes on the line, went to the Colts. Vegas. Oakland, Vegas, Vegas. Oakland. They're the same thing. <laughs> They're each on the West Coast. The so, yeah. Los Oakland Raiders. There you went, go. <laughs> went to Indianapolis to face the Colts, who are still trying to keep their playoff hopes alive. And the Colts hold on to a 23-20 victory. Yeah, I mean, Aiden O'Connell actually had a pretty decent game, but he threw it almost freaking 50 times. Like, my God. Derek, what do we say about teams with average quarterbacks? You can't win with throwing the ball 50 times with them. Yep. Also, for the Raiders, I kind of think Josh Jacobs is on his way out the door being hurt. I think they want to use Zamir White and get another guy in the draft. That's what it's kind of leaning towards. They're just going to let him walk, not re-sign him, but... Uh, Devontae Adams, 13 catches, a buck, 26, two touchdowns. This was a good week to have him on my fantasy team. Yeah, especially if you're in the championship game. I mean, my God. Yeah, I mean, but we'll talk about the the Raiders too, what they're going to do moving forward. But uh, how about the Colts? Gardner Minshew didn't have a great game, but he didn't turn the ball over. And Jonathan Taylor got 21 carries, 96 yards. Minshew did just enough what he needed to do to get the win. And like you said, yeah, it helps to have – uh, Jonathan Taylor back there running the ball. Yeah, Raiders were down 23-10 at one point. Mm-hmm. So this game was closer than it actually was. But, hey, Colts improved to 9-7 and seven and keep their divisional playoff hopes alive. And the Raiders were eliminated from playoff contention. Yes, they were. Thank God. On to the scariest game of the week where Eric had heart palpitations. The <laughs> Rams went across the country to face the Giants. And I, in the moment, in the moment, I was telling the Giants to know their effing place, trash. But they played well. And the Rams got the victory 
Yeah, the Rams, uh, yeah, their special teams, man, almost blew it for them again, like they did in the Ravens game, allowing a 94-yard punt return. But yet, the Giants are like, hey, we have nothing to lose. Let's go for two. And they didn't get it. Derek, did you know that there's a penalty in the NFL called leaping? Yes. I mean, you know how many I, times I, it's called every year? I Maybe once or twice. Yes. That's how I know about it, because I've heard it only called like once, yeah. The Rams had a blocked field goal beca- uh, called back because you can only be a yard away from a player, and he was a foot away from a yard, from more than a yard. And I'm like, dude, I hate football. But also, <laughs> Tyrod Taylor, like, he played well, but he's not good. I mean, there was a play, he had a walk in touchdown to Barkley. Or he could have walked it in or a two-point conversion to tie the game. And he throws an incompletion four yards away. Yeah, Not even. And that's what cost him the game. And that that guy, he's not built to throw it 41 times. No. (laughs) He's not. No. 20 to 25. That offense isn't built to throw it 41 times. No. But Kyron Williams, though, Eric, came through. Three. Good, man. Three touchdowns. I mean, th- there's the Rams offense right there, basically. Well, and Puka Nakua had the 80-yard catch. Yeah, that helps. Um, and Stafford, he struggled, but Wink Martindale, he mm. really knows how to make quarterbacks' lives a living hell. Derek, how often did the Giants blitz in this game, percentage-wise? How, throughout the game, what do you think the percentage of blitzes were coming from the Giants' offense or defense? 38. 85. Oh my God. They blitzed 85% of the game. Ouch. Uh, And again, credit where credit's due. It worked for the most part. But Rams went to 9 and 7 and clinched the playoff spot. Hooray! Hooray! Moving on to upset of the week, the Arizona Cardinals oh, God. go to Philadelphia and I got to whisper because my roommate's an Eagles fan behind me. Beat the Eagles 35-31. James Conner scores a touchdown with 32 seconds left and puts a dagger in all uh, Eagles fans' hearts. And I mean, what a game he had. 26 carries, 128 yards, and a touchdown. Derek, the Cardinals scored 29 points in the second half 15 in the third 14 in the fourth they had 449 yards of offense the eagles only had 275 well and the eagles had that 99 yard pick six and i was like oh this game's over and i think the eagles thought that too oh that pick six after that i was like oh i switched it i was watching it and i'm like okay i was like eagles are gonna blow them out and they didn't they just let them hang around and the cardinals ran for what 200 yards on the ground ridiculous Kyler Murray, 20, 232 yards, three touchdowns, and obviously we said the pick six. Hmm. But the Eagles are just, they're not playing like a unit right now. It's either the offense has a bad day, but the defense is good, or the offense has a good day and the defense is bad. Yeah. So they, they've, they're they in the playoffs, but they got to figure things out. So Eagles fall to 11-5. Cardinals improve, quote-unquote, to 4-12. and 12. Real quick, another big thing. Oh, sorry. Like, there it is. I, I I caught myself. There it no, is. No, you Hopefully didn't. You said it. <laughs> Cardinals had 32 first downs to the Eagles, 17. Oh, my God. 
There's a big difference right there, too, along with the total yards in the game. Holy cow. That's insane. That's painful. <laughs> yeah, the Eagles, though, the Eagles are uh, they are kind of limping towards the postseason right now, and that's not yes, what they you want to do. No. Uh, next game, the Buccaneers had a chance to clinch the division against the Saints, and they sucked, and they lost 23-13 to at home to the Saints. Derek, yeah. the Bucs didn't score until the fourth quarter. I know. Like, what the hell were they doing? They were down 20 to nothing to the crappy, boring Saints. Okay. Like, I got to – oh, my God. The box score on this is just gross. Hang on. It is. Saints total offense, 310, which is good for them. Yes. 349 yards for the Bucs, but they had four turnovers. Second leading receiver for the Saints was Taysom Hill. Ooh. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, and Derek Carr had a very Derek Carr-like game. 24 completions for 197. How do you have that few yards of 24 completions? I, I don't know. Mayfield had two less completions, but a 309 yards. Well, maybe because he's got better receivers, I guess. I t- and Godwin and Mike Evans, I, I mean, I don't but know. It didn't matter. Oh, no. God. But, but it's just this was the perfect example of the NFC South this year. <laughs> oh my God! I mean, seriously, this this we're division ri- is a joke. We're riding high on the Bucks. They've won four in a row. We're like, ah, they're gonna mop up. They're gonna take care of business. Wrong. What did you say? No di- winning streak this year it has been safe in the NFL. <laughs> You no, go on a winning not. streak, you go on a winning streak, then you lose. No big winning streak, like no. you know, four-plus games. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so the Bucks fall to 8-8, eight and eight, and the Saints improve to 8-8. Eight and eight. Yeah, and it's and coming we'll get... down to, to tomorrow. And the Falcons, as you said, Eric, 7-9. Weird things could happen. You could win the division at 8-9. and nine. I Ooh. swear to God, if the Falcons win. I... Dude, they're going to get smoked. Tyler Heineke leading the 8-9 Falcons. Oh, God. <laughs> that'd be so... Oh, God, that'd be bad. Anywho, the Niners went to the Washington Commanders and get a bounce-back game, winning 27-10. to Yeah. Uh, so, Jacoby Brissett was supposed to be the new starter. Then he gets hurt. And Sam Howell has to start again. <laughs> I actually thought Howell played all right in this game. Yeah, except his turnovers cost. I, I, I'm sorry. He played well in the first half. Yes. Most of his good good was in the first half when they scored ten points. But shut out in the second half. The Niners. This was just a game that they needed to get right. Washington's just not good this year. Totally yards, Eric. Niners four hundred eight. Washington two twenty five. First downs. Another big difference here. Washington twelve. Niners twenty eight. <laughs> well, and the Niners also had the ball for. Yeah. 17 more minutes than the Commanders. 38-13 to 21-47. Yeah, ouch. 108 yards to 225. What a joke. Um, But Niners improved to 12-4, and four, and the Commanders fall to 4-12. and 12. Yeah, they're not good. No. <laughs> no. Uh, next not good team, the Panthers, who I was riding high on. They, beat, they, they almost beat the Packers. And then didn't they win the week after that? Yeah, and uh, they beat 
No, they beat the Falcons. Falcons. And then they go to Jacksonville, and the only thing that happened that was interesting for the Panthers is their owner throwing drinks at fans. Let's um, get ready to say. Jaguars won 26 to nothing. C.J. Beathard was in at quarterback for him. And Travis Etienne Jr. led the way, like you said. Yeah, of course he did. God, the week where it, it, it doesn't matter. He has a big game. But yeah, like you said, the only impressive thing, Dave Tepper threw a drink at a, at a fan because his team sucks. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it, we'll touch on it real quick because I really don't want to spend a lot of time on it. He got fined for $300,000. It's should've a joke. Should have been. No, more. he should have been suspended. Or yeah, three hundred grand to him is nothing. The guy's worth twenty billion dollars, well, Eric. That's and, nothing. And, well, exactly. And then here's the thing: what's the most embarrassing thing? What or yeah? How do you embarrass a billion? You suspend him, or you yeah. take something away from him. Yeah. Maybe you don't suspend him for this game, but at the end of the season, you go, "Hey, you're suspended for the first four games." Mm-hmm. Because David Tepper, right now, is a joke. He is. And we can talk about that later on if you want, Derek. But he's had so many games. He's, he's coached, or I think he's been the owner for like 99 games. Mm. And I think like 60 of them have been under interim coaches or something like that. It's some crazy stat like that he's had way too many interim coaches because he's Doing the Jerry Jones effect where he wants to be the reason the Panthers win. Yes, and he, he just doesn't really give time for someone to come in there. No. Like, Fra like Frank Wright, he, he didn't give him a, a, a fair amount of time. No. He just didn't. And that roster on offense specifically is awful. It's terrible. And, again, they should be having C.J. Stroud. But David Tepper threw a Tepper tantrum. You see what I did there? <laughs> I've been sitting on that one all week, by the way. And uh, he muted himself. He's coughing so much. And because uh, I was laughing so hard, yeah. And he wanted Bryce Young. Now, I don't think Bryce Young's a bad QB. We've talked about this. You have to build around Bryce Young where CJ Stroud can help elevate your team more. Clearly. But the Panthers are just, they're in a bad way right now, man. And they're, they're down it's a not, few picks. Yeah. And it's like with the head coaching vacancy. Who would you rather coach next year, the Panthers or the Chargers? And the answer Chargers. is not even a, it's not even a question. I mean, Panthers, yeah, or Chargers, Chargers. I would. Absolutely. Yes. So, Jags keep their division winning hopes alive at nine and seven at snapping a four-game skid. Jags are four and five at home, Derek. I know. And the Panthers. They'd almost be secure. better off being a wild card spot. Panthers Shakir being the worst team in the NFL this year. Yep, they gave the Bears the number one pick. Ouch. <laughs> uh, next game. This was supposed to be game of the week as the Dolphins went to Baltimore to face the Ravens. But the Ravens scored 56 points, 21 points in the second and fourth quarter. Mm. Blew out the Dolphins 56-19. I mean... The Ravens, Jackson. What have they done all year against good teams? They've massacred the bleep out. They've massacred them. Lamar Jackson, 18 of 21, 321 yards, five touchdowns. Are you kidding me? I mean, my it's, God. It's crazy. So I'm looking at their schedule right now, Derek. <laughs> How many games do you think 
they won by a single possession, by a single score. Uh, three. Four. Okay, that's close. They beat the Bengals, they beat the Titans, the Cardinals, and the Rams. By the way, go Rams. Everything else, they either lost like 22-19 to the Colts, 17-10 to the Steelers, 33-31 to the Browns. Everything else is just dominated. Yeah, they've whooped all the good teams. And, and Lamar Jackson's MVP. I don't think there's any question no. about that. No, he is. Uh, Zay Flowers is contender for Rookie of the Year. I don't think he's going to win it because there's a better receiver in LA. <laughs> Um, and he's got to compete with CJ Stroud too. So exactly, but, and, and that defense, so good. Ravens are uh, a lot of uh, people are picking them to win the Super Bowl, Eric. And how could you not with the way they're looking and rolling right now? And I know they just signed Dalvin Cook to, to their practice squad, and he's the third string running back this year or this week. Yeah. So Ravens improved to 13 and three. Dolphins fall to 11 and five. Bad loss for the Dolphins. They yeah, were just it is. bad. Yes. Um, next game, the Tennessee Titans went to Houston to face off against the Texans, and the Texans dominated this game from the get-go. 26 to three was the final. C.J. Stroud came back, and I'm sure Houston was glad to see him back. And uh, the Titans are like, why the hell is Ryan Tannehill still starting for this team? Well, Levis started the game, but he got hurt. Yeah, but ta- crappy Tannehill had to come in and just Eric. He needs to just like get cut like now. He's so bad. I like Tannehill. For me, he's never been a QB I could sit there and say I can win a Super Bowl with this guy. You can be competitive with Tannehill, but you're never going to be a winner. No. And he's he's kind of going to be relegated to backup for soon. Like oh, he's yeah. gonna sign on somewhere as a backup, and that's I'd take Tannehill as a backup. No, he's gonna be an expensive one. Yeah, probably, yeah, but, probably about. And, and on the text, the, the Texan side, their offense didn't play really well except for the second quarter, but they didn't need to. No, when you they did exactly a... what they needed to do. No turnover. C.J. Stroud only 213 yards, but a touchdown. They played well, and they put themselves in a position where they can get in the playoffs with a win. Colts, Texans, Jaguars, all nine and seven. I mean, let's go. I mean, and, and it's all going to be decided tomorrow. Like, that's let's good. Let's go. That is nuts. <laughs> so, Titans fall to five and 11. Texans improve to nine and seven. Speaking of nine and seven, the Pittsburgh Steelers <laughs> go across the country to face yeah. off against the Seattle Seahawks. And the Steelers. This game says it's a it's only a seven point final, but the Steelers were they owned this game from the get go. Thirty to twenty three, the Steelers beat the Seahawks. Yeah, Najee Harris and George Pickens each just went absolutely went off in this game, and Mason Rudolph didn't have anything flashy, but he didn't turn the ball over, and that was the key. That's that's what he's done the last two weeks. He hasn't turned the ball over. Only got sacked once. That's why and he's honestly, tomorrow. He didn't, or today. Yeah, and Kenny Pickett's healthy. That's the that's the crazy thing. Kenny Pickett's healthy, but yet they want to go with Mason, yeah. Um, and I I'll ride the hot hand. Mm-hmm. And the key to this game, though, Najee Harris, Jalen Warren. 
Hello. Especially Najee Harris. 27 carries, a buck 22, two touchdowns. Jalen Warren, 13 carries, 75 yards and a touchdown. That's insane. Yeah. And just Geno Smith, very pedestrian game, I guess. 23, 33, 290, one touchdown. He didn't turn it over, but well, uh, actually, he no, fumbled, he, he, did, he, yeah. he did fumble it. So, But that's the key to the Seahawks right there is Geno Smith's not – we, we talk about this all the time. He's not you want your quarterback to not lose you the game, which Geno Smith didn't, but he didn't win you the game. Nope. He's not. He's a backup. And he could be a damn good backup. But with this receiving core of DK Metcalf, Jackson Smith and Jigba, Tyler Lockett, you should be blowing these defenses out of the water, and you're not because their offensive line sucks. They have no running game with <laughs> Kenneth Walker leaves. It's Kenneth dead, Walker just... left the game with an injury before that. 10 carries, 53 yards, and a touchdown. Dead, but he got hurt. Puddle pigeons. Puddle pigeons are right where they belong in the puddle. That's drying up on the sidewalk because the sun's been out. <laughs> and, a, and a ram's coming down the street. And, and, uh, step because on the them. LA sunshine is bright, baby. <laughs> so... Seahawks fall to eight and eight. Pittsburgh improves to nine and seven. And you and I wrote this team off, but we can't write off a Mike Tomlin coach team. We'll talk about it a little more, but yeah, it's unbelievable. Uh, I'm not going to spend too much time on this next game because I really don't give a. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Sorry, Derek. (laughs) The Chargers went into Denver to play the Broncos, and the Broncos won sixteen to nine. Congratulations. The only takeaway take from this game uh, that was exciting was the 54-yard slant route that jo- little Jordan. By the way, there's not little about that man. He's six six. Little Jordan Humphrey six six. Yes. Oh, but believe you. I got fun stuff for myself. Six five, six six, something like that. But there is nothing little about that, that man. But yeah, the only exciting thing, he took a 54-yard slant route to the house, and basically it was all on him. He took Six, it to the, four, 225. All the broken tackles that he had on that play. And and that was the only highlight of the game. Other than that, this game was subpar and, and boring. And we'll, we'll talk about it more when we get so, to the Broncos. Broncos are eight. They improved to eight and eight. Congratulations. And the Chargers are five <laughs> and 11. Uh, and it doesn't, oh, to, I, it doesn't matter because they're eliminated anyways, are the Broncos and the Chargers. But we'll talk about them both coming up. Thank God. Uh, last afternoon game, the Bengals uh, headed to Kansas City to face the Chiefs, and Bengals put up a good fight in the first half, but the Chiefs are just better. They win 25-17. Well, I think the, the Jake Browning effect again, coming to shine its ugly head for the Bengals. And luckily the Chiefs have a good kicker in Harrison but- Butker because he kicks six field goals. <laughs> a good kicker and a damn good defense. They also have Isaiah Pacheco when he runs. It doesn't look like anyone taught him how to run. I, I, yeah, he he's a very unorthodox running style that he, he has. like. If you just if, if you if you closed your eyes and someone described running to you, that's how this guy runs. <laughs> like he kind of almost looks like a like a robot or a Terminator yeah. running the ball. Like when you, if you've seen any of the Terminator movies when they run, that's kind of how Pacheco runs the ball, like a Terminator. Yeah, um, Chiefs 373 yards. 
Rasheed Rice, though, man, five catches, 127 yards. I think he's going to be a consistent receiver for him in the next few years. Oh, I, I, I believe he will, too. But so. Chiefs got the win, a must win for them. They improved to 10 and 6. Bengals fall to 8 and 8. And Derek R. eliminated from playoff contention. Bye bye, Bengals. And the final game of the week, the Green Bay Packers went to Minnesota oh, to face off against the Vikings. And the Packers, from the get-go, dominated this game, winning 33-10. to Yeah, Jaron Hall got uh, benched <laughs> for Nick Mullins. Jaron Hall was 5 of 10, 67 yards, and an interception. And then Nick Mullins came in. Wasn't really that special either. Clearly, they no. only scored 10 points. <laughs> I mean... Nick Mullins scored seven. Jaron Hall scored three. There you go. Uh, but the Packers, when they get Aaron Jones going, they're a dangerous offense. 20 carries, 120 yards. And Jaden Reed had a big week. Where were you last week? Hello? Yeah. Six <laughs> catches, 89 yards, and two touchdowns. But Bo Melton? Who? Yeah, hello, who? Fun fact, Derek. Bo Melton is the first 100-yard receiver for the Packers this year. Oh, God. Yep. Are you serious? Uh -huh. it took him 17 weeks to get a 100-yard receiver. Ouch. Uh -huh. And uh, we'll talk about the Packers, you know, if and when they're eliminated. Um, but because of the Jordan Love story, like, it, it's fascinating. It is. Because he's, uh, he's got them in a spot to, like, exactly like Rodgers did last year. Eight and eight. You need to win to get in, but a division opponent who's playing really well after a crap mm -hmm. start to the season yes. is waiting for you in Lambeau Field Very to try and eliminate you. Very intriguing matchup it will be tomorrow for him. And I just find it funny, too, how the the wheels just fell completely off on the Josh Dobbs train. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Josh Dobbs and Nick Mullins, dude. Oh, God, yes. It's because they're backups. Exactly. And I know, like, the Vikings, they had they had bigger plans, obviously, because Kirk Cousins was their QB, and Kirk Cousins is really good. But and I like him after the, quarterback after the quarterback series. I've never, like, disliked Kirk Cousins, but I didn't he, – he wasn't, like, the guy for me until the last couple of years in Minnesota because he hasn't had the coaching. Kevin O'Connell comes in, takes off. I, and I like how him and his shirt, him and his son, each took their shirt off and did the skull yeah, shit before dude, the Minnesota was, had, game. He had those chains on that he had on the airplane. I was <laughs> yeah. like, "All right, Kirk, I really like." Kirk. I mean, and then did you see the week prior? He had a massive boombox in the tunnel <laughs> yeah. that he was holding, and Justin Jefferson was dancing and bobbing his head to it, which was, I mean, the guy just seems like he's just he's he's the kind of teammate you want to have. All right, Derek, let's move things along to the teams that have been. Eliminated from playoff contention. Okay. <laughs> All right, Derek, do you want to start? At, we've got six teams besides the Broncos that are added to this list. Three AFC, three NFC. Who do you want to talk about first? AFC or NFC? Let's do NFC first. All right, NFC. We'll start with the Giants. They're a bad team. Yeah, and uh, Daniel Jones is clearly not the answer, but yeah, they're stuck with him because they gave him all that money. And the thing with them is I think they're a bad team, but a well-coached team. Yes. 
And because like they Brian took Dayball the Rams, they took the Rams and the Eagles to the limit. Mm-hmm. Like, give credit where credit's due. They 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 fought hard. I do like Tyrod Taylor as a backup because Danny DeVito, dude's not it. No, he won three games in a row by the skin of his teeth. And then teams got like a decent amount of film on him, and then he just fell apart. But listen to their wins. So remember the beginning of the year, they got blown out by the Cowboys 40 to nothing. Oh, I remember that. And then they go to the Cardinals. They were losing 28 nothing. And had Josh Dobbs led team. Yep. They played to play their asses off just to win that game. And that was Daniel Jones. Mm-hmm. Then their neck, then they lost four in a row to the Niners, Seahawks, Dolphins, and Bills, which is a real tough schedule. That's four tough, brutal opponents. Yeah. But the, the Bills, they barely lost. Remember, there were the two back-to-back pass interference calls and they didn't get the last one? Yeah, Tyrod almost uh, had him beat. <laughs> and then Tyrod got hurt, but then they beat the Commanders 14-7. to Ugh. And then they lost three more in a row to the Jets, Raiders, Cowboys. Then they beat the Commanders 31-19. So they swept the Commanders. It's not saying much. No, beat the Patriots ten to seven. I mean, what a yeah, what a boring game that was. And then beat the Packers twenty four twenty two. And then they've lost three in a row. So you're saying that you're going to win tomorrow? Because <laughs> they lose, win, lose three or four, win, then lose so, yeah. three. <laughs> lose, win, loss, 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 win, loss, 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 <laughs> win, 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 loss, loss, loss. But this team. Do you let Saquon walk this offseason, or do you sign no! like a two-year deal? You no! can't. You can't let him walk, and I think. the problem with the Giants is what they did in the offseason. Oh. They prioritized a quarterback who had an okay season. To be fair to Daniel Jones, won him a playoff game in Minnesota, but we all sat and saw that Minnesota team and said they're frauds because of all the close games they won. 15 touchdowns, him, five interceptions. Give him $40 million a year and can't move on from him until next season. Ouch. And then you you franchise tag Saquon Barkley. You need Saquon for this offense to work. Yes. If you let him go, your offense is just, like, boring. Unless you can find a running back in the draft, but I don't know if there's one out there like Saquon Barkley. Now, I know he gets hurt and he missed some time this year, but even then, he's got 916 yards receiving or rushing, excuse me. Yeah, he'll probably, he's probably trying to get a thousand because I guarantee you he has a bonus in his contract oh, yeah. if, if he gets a, if he gets a thousand yards. Yeah. Let me, let me find his full stats here. Hang on. Please hold. But no, the Giants, when they handed Jones that contract this offseason, we were like, well, what the hell are you doing? Why would you give, like you said, 15 touchdowns, five interceptions he had last year. That's not yeah. impressive. Uh, Barkley's got over 1,000 total yards and only eight touchdowns. So 1,000 scrimmage yards. It's not bad. Yeah, 229 receiving on 40 catches. Okay. That's good. That is good. After missing, what, a month? I think it was a month, yeah. Because he had his uh, ankle. It was an ankle injury, I believe. A really bad, like, sprained ankle, yeah. Yeah, it was a high ankle sprain. Uh, but 
this team needs weapons and a quarterback because their receiving core ain't it either. Oh God, that's bad. Let me cor- pull up their depth chart. But you got to bring in somebody to compete because they can't re- get rid of Jones. So you got to bring in someone to compete. And Daniel mm-hmm. Jones might be one of the most expensive backups this next yeah. year. Uh, and I mean, because you can't cut him because of all that dead cap. But do you really think you can win with Daniel Jones? The answer is no. Oh, hell no. I mean, look at his numbers he had before he got hurt this year. Three touchdowns, three touchdowns, six interceptions. Oh. And that's been the story of his career is turnovers, turnovers, turnovers. Picks and fumbles. Yeah. And their they're top three receivers, besides Darren Waller, who I think Darren Waller's a little bit overrated too. Yeah, he is. Darius Slayton, Wandale Robinson, Jalen Hyatt. I think Wandale Robinson and Jalen Hyatt can be your two and three receivers. You need a number one, and it ain't Darius Slate. No. Yeah, this this team just lacks playmakers. They're really, really bad. They're boring. They're boring, and their defense is decent. I mean, you got Dexter Lawrence, Aziz Ojolari. Well, you traded uh, Williams. But one person – yeah, they did trade – um, Williams. Seahawks. They have Xavier McKinney in the back end. Deontay Banks, the rookie, who had a he played really well when he was healthy. Mm-hmm. But the guy that's really disappointing, Kayvon Thibodeau. Oh, oh God, yeah, he drafted him what fifth overall, fourth fifth overall? overall last year, and he's done nothing. So he's got eleven and a half sacks, which is really good. It's, Derek, decent. how many of those sacks came? against starting offensive tackles. Oh, oh, no. None. Three. Three. Wow. The rest of them have come up on backup or backups to the backup. Mm. That's terrible. You can't beat starters. You got to beat the backups, the scrubs, huh? Yeah, he's got to pick on the backups, so... I think the Giants are well coached. Wink Martindale does a good job with that defense when he can, but he does nothing to work with. No, he he really doesn't. Uh, the next team, Derek, do you want to talk Vikings or Bears? Well, let's let's go with the upside the upside team, the Bears. The Bears? Yes. I think Justin Fields is their guy. I think he should be their guy as well. Man, the, these last what? Month, month and a half, maybe even two months. My God, is he just, he's looked really, really good and he's impressed. So, since the Panthers game, about halfway through the season, mm-hmm. they've, they won, lost, won, won, lost, won, won. That's pretty good. Yeah, this team looked dead in the water and now you're, you're back to seven and nine. That's not bad. Not bad. In fact, that actually, that division, the, the, the Lions eleven and five, Packers eight and eight, Vikings seven and nine, uh, Cubs, Bears seven and nine. That's the Cubs. I was like, uh, Chicago Cup. No, the Cubbies. Uh, the Cubbies. Um, <laughs> but I, the way it's the way they've been playing, which has been impressing me. Mm-hmm. Like they again, they're a couple of drops away from beating the Browns, and then they would have won five in a row. Well, they haven't. The- Trading for DJ Moore was pretty damn smart. It was genius. I, I mean, my, my, I mean, my God, what, what a number one! You have a number one receiver, 
You have a number one tight end in Cole Komet. That guy has proved when he catches the ball, mm-hmm. he's a good tight end. Running backs, you got Herbert, you got Deontay Foreman. Maybe you try and get another running back in the draft, possibly. Yeah. You traded for Montez Sweat during the season, which you gave him that big contract and nobody knew why, but it's he's done pretty Dude, damn well since he's he came played over. awesome for them. Yes, he has. And I mean, oh, go ahead. I was going to say Tremaine Edward, Edmonds, big free agent signing. He's, he's been come, really good for him, too. He's came through for him huge. And then uh, the cornerback, I was been watching, Jalen Johnson. Oh, my God. Dude, he's one of the best corners in the league. Man, has he looked like a really good corner this year. Only in his second year, but he's he's looking like he's a really good corner, yeah. Yeah, and honestly, what with that first overall pick, what they should do, trade it to a team who needs a, a franchise quarterback, who needs Caleb Williams. And load and up. build around fields. Seriously. We talked about it when we talked about the Packers coming up. They're in the they're in the same position the Lions were last year. Where mm-hmm. the Lions, they were awful to start because the Bears started off 0-4, 1-5. And, and then they beat the Raiders Commanders the, the first two wins. But then they lost to the Chargers and Saints. And after that, it's been... They've won five out of their last seven. And, and also you're riding too, that momentum. You haven't beaten the Packers in like eight years. I mean, they they they, they literally own you. And Aaron Rodgers even jokes and said it this year. Hey, Jordan, thanks for taking over ownership of Chicago. And I was like, ouch. Yeah. And, <laughs> and they've, they got owned by the Packers and Aaron Jones at the beginning of the year, 38-20. Three teams this this weekend are looking to get off the losing streak to teams, yeah. This is your chance. Four teams, actually. Oh, four, yeah. This is your chance to show, like, hey, we're ready to compete next year. Trade that first pick. Maybe use those picks you get to trade for a veteran receiver or maybe some more offensive linemen. Build around this young team that you have in Justin Fields. See what he's got next year. They have a lot of salary cap, too, this next season. And I I think Justin Fields is the guy, but you have to be cautious. Because just because he's finishing the season strong doesn't mean he'll he'll start the season strong next year. Yes. So, I like where the Bears are at. What if they signed Mike Evans? Dude. Mike Evans and DJ Moore is your two wideouts? Hello. If you're the Buccaneers, you can't let him walk out that they, door. The Bears are gonna. They said projected to have like sixty some mil in cap space this next off season. So, but you got to be careful with that too, because you, you can't just go throwing money around left and right. You got to be smart with it. But if you bring in another receiver like that for Fields, oh boy. <laughs> I, honestly, I would I would take that sixty million and build up the offensive line. That is what they do need to do. Yeah. So. We'll see what the Bears do. They're an intriguing team. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Vikings. Health. The, if they have Kirk Cousins, I think they're competing with the Packers for this wild card spot, I, which they are right now, actually. They, he, he, I'm going to say this. The Vikings aren't technically eliminated. They have a 3% chance to make the postseason. But, but they, they, have, they have to have a lot of Saints, stuff happen. Bucks. Packers, Seahawks all lose. That's a lot. And they have to beat the Lions. Which is a tall task in Detroit. A pissed off Lions team. 
Oh, the extremely pissed off <laughs> Lions team. Yes. But they, they have to bring back Kirk Cousins this next year. You have to. If not, because who else are you going to go with? You're going to draft a guy? You're going to sign someone else? I Man. I think the Vikings are in a position because they're going to have to pay Justin Jefferson here soon. Or did they already do that? No, they haven't done that yet. So they're going to have to do that next year. Mm-hmm. You drafted Jordan Addison. Very mm-hmm. good this season for him. You have a good tight end, but he's going to take a while to come back. From you got a good ACL. tight end. Dwayne McBride, who they kind of redshirted this year out of UAB, I think could be a good running back for him next year. They they have to sign one, though. They have no or running backs. Draft a high guy because their leading rusher is Alexander Madison at 676 yards. With no get this, Derek. Yeah, no touchdowns. None. That's I think bad. he's the I think he's the only back without a touchdown. Starting back, that is, without and a I touchdown. Mean, you traded for Cam Akers, but he tore his Achilles. Mm, yeah, that and was brutal. That's the second time he's torn the same Achilles. Who knows what he's gonna be like? Janelle Hunter, are you gonna re-sign him or let him go this offseason? He I mean, he's up there in sacks. See, and that's why I'm sitting here and I'm like. You can't afford Kirk Cousins. I I don't think so. I mean, let me look up their salary cap next year. I mean, Harrison Smith's probably going to be a cap casualty for Minnesota next year. And he's not been good this year. No, and he's been in the league for 12 years, so I think his time in Minnesota is probably over. And the, the Vikings defense has been good because they brought in Brian Flores, who is an awesome defensive coach, by the way. I Guy think he should good. be up for the. I think he should be up for some head coaching jobs. He, he he is a damn good defensive coordinator. Yes. Um, the Vikings next year <laughs> are going to have cap? nine million dollars in cap space. Hey. So they're going to have to do some maneuvering if they want to bring Kirk Cousins back, huh? Pretty. Much. They have forty-five million in dead cap. Ouch. And they have forty-one million on injured reserve. Ooh, well, Cousins is a big part portion of that. Yeah, yeah. But still, ouch. I mean, Hunter's making twenty million. His dead cap's thirty-five. Yeah, Harrison Smith, he's gone. Man, he's making twenty million on the back end. Wow. Wow. Not bad payday for being an old man, huh? No, yeah, he's he's. You're right. That's a, that's going to be a cap okay. casualty. And then Daniel Hunter. It sounds like they can't even afford him, so he's going to have to. He's going to probably be gone too. They're going to have to let him walk. Yeah, unless you franchise him, but you can't franchise him. You don't have money to franchise him. You know, yeah, exactly. So and, you're going to have to make some decisions. I think if you can get Kirk Cousins on a little bit of a cheaper deal, they might draft someone. At least they're not in cap hell like the Saints. We'll talk about them in the offseason. They're dumb. They're so <laughs> they're so dumb and screwed. <laughs> so, I mean, with especially with Justin Jefferson, he's going to be the highest paid receiver in the league, which oh, is well, more than dumb. Tyreek Hill at thirty million a year. So he's going to get maybe what thirty one, thirty two, probably something close to that. Oh, God, so that's he, a lot of money. I don't know if you can afford Cousins. You got to have someone that can 
get him the ball though. A good quarterback can get him the ball if you're paying a receiver that much. That's all yeah. I gotta say. Yeah. So I would I would keep an eye on the Vikings looking at a QB. Mm-hmm. All right, Derek. The AFC teams: uh, Bengals, Raiders, Chargers. I want to start. I want to do the Chargers last. Yeah. Let's do the Bengals first. Them. It's just Joe Burrow. Stay healthy. I mean, this team is so talented. Uh, they do have a decision coming up, though. What do you do with T. Higgins? Uh, I, I don't think they can Man, afford him. Tyler Boyd drops the ball too much for me to let T. Higgins go. So, yeah, they have a tough choice to either franchise or bring him back. Uh, Joe Burrow, yeah, just stay healthy. The guy is one of the top quarterbacks in the league. He, he If he was still playing, Bengals aren't 8-8 eight and eight right now. They're not. It's that it's no, that simple. They're they're probably competing with the Browns at like twelve and five. But uh, are they going to be in a standoff too this year? Joe Mixon agreed to take a pay cut. He probably won't agree it this next year. So you might have to get a running back. I think this off season as well. Yeah, or there are some one. good running backs in the draft coming up. Um, yeah, but the, Joe Mixon's production has been bad. Yeah, nine hundred twenty three yards. That's not good for Joe Mixon. No, it's not. Also, he's a. Sh- a human being, but <laughs> yes, he is. <laughs> I mean, yeah, what that guy did in college, he's a P. But also, like the year they went to the Super Bowl, he had twelve hundred yards rushing. Mm-hmm. Last year, eight fourteen. Not no, what he's making that's not good enough. This year, nine twenty three. That's yeah, the not ba- good. The Bengals, not much running back. What are you doing with Higgins and Joe Burrow? Just get him back and have him be healthy, and you'll be okay next year. Yeah. Bengals don't They're, really need The much defense work. is fine. Yes. You know, you might have to make some decisions up front, but you drafted Miles Murphy this last year. Mm-hmm. So I think the Bengals will be fine, and they'll be next year competing with the Ravens. And I'm not going to say the Browns because they're not going to be there next year. Uh, <laughs> the Bengals for the division. Yes. Uh, Derek, this is this team is fascinating too. By the way, the Raiders. Raiders. Yeah, I mean, we've already said Josh Jacobs pretty much injured, franchise tag this year. He's on his way out. So you're gonna ride with Zamir White and then maybe draft or sign a free agent. Devonte Adams. What are you? Is you gonna bring him back or are you gonna trade? Yeah, him? you have to. You cannot. You cannot trade Devonte Adams. Yeah, uh, Aiden O'Connell clearly. Him, Jimmy G. Brian Hoyer, none of them are the answer. Get rid of all three of them. No. I'm has thinking. Tyree Wilson played at all this year? He has. He just hasn't really done much. I mean, you have possibly the one of the best, def- I mean, pass rushers in the NFL and Max Crosby. The guy has a game record, so, and you got him locked up for several years, so he's not going anywhere, but I'd say corners, this team, the secondary help they need desperately. The Raiders secondary is not very good. But the biggest the biggest thing they need this offseason, I think, is a quarterback. you got to get a quarterback mm-hmm. there in, in, in Vegas. But, so I, and I said this from the beginning, I think they're one of the, the potentials to move up for Caleb Williams, Drake May, Caleb Williams, yeah. excuse me. Yeah, um, which they could do. So I would watch out for them. Here's the thing, though. Do you bring back Antonio Pierce? I think they will because the last guy that they had as an interim coach, God, what was his name? Rich Basaccio. 
Yeah, and he did very well, and then they let, let him, him go. Let him to the postseason. Let him to the postseason. They let him go. And then the following year, they signed uh, Josh McDaniels. <laughs> so that didn't work out very well. So I know they can't just come out at the end of the season and say, he's our coach. You have to interview, because, and you have to do the Rooney Rule interviews, mm-hmm. which is fine. And if if I'm Mark Davis, right now at the top of my list – is Antonio Pierce? I mean, but, look how the team look how the team has changed and played since he took over, though. I need a better offensive coordinator, big time. <laughs> or I let Antonio Pierce go if a coach I interview blows me away. Mm-hmm. Like, and I don't think they should go for a big name coach. And I heard um, on a sports show I listened to say a guy say. It was uh, Albert Breer say that uh, Mark Davis wants to make a splash. And I'm sitting there. I'm like, Hmm. you might screw yourself. You could. I think if they make a splash for a quarterback, fine. I mean, look at all the money you're paying Gruden McDaniels. Do you want to really make another splash at coach? No, (laughs) no. Yeah, I, don't I think forget you got t- Tom Brady as a part of that ownership, or did he give his money back? No, 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 no. Oh no, he's still part of it. So he's so, gonna have his say in it too. Brady Rev Brady becomes the next head coach, Eric. I don't know why Brady would be coaching. It'd be dumb. Uh, you know how Brady would be coaching? I think it would be like Wayne Gretzky. Not good. Do would be interesting. You keep Pierce as a head coach. Or you hire the Lions offensive coordinator as your coach. Brian Johnson? Is that his name? Yes. And he's a damn good coordinator. Or what if you brought him on to be a coordinator for the... Even though I would hate to see him leave, but let's face the facts. He's leaving the Lions after this season. I mean, the writing's on yeah, the Yeah, if I'm him, I, I'm going to... Yeah, I'm taking a head coaching he, position. Because he rejected it last year because he said he wanted to come back this one year. But after this year, oh, no. I think he's gone from the Lions. Yeah. Um, Chargers. Derek, obviously, their <laughs> roster is, for the most part, set. You yeah. know, injury-riddled. Injury-riddled. Quentin Johnson needs to learn how to catch in the offseason. I, I think Quentin Johnson will be fine going down the line, but like Mike Williams is hurt again. Keenan yeah. Allen was hurt. Justin Herbert obviously hurt. Mm-hmm. Khalil Mack has 15 and a half sacks somehow, by the way. Leads the NFL um, and he's a pro Bowl, yeah. But Joey Bosa again is hurt. Mm. If If this team can stay healthy, I think they'll be fine. But I think they need a head coach to come in and just – change that culture of we're not going to be the same old chargers seriously they can't get any worse than that idiot brandon staley i've Mm. heard a lot of rumors because i think bill belichick's gone at the end of the year for the patriots he is i've heard a lot of talk of him going to the chargers i think that's the worst thing in the world for the chargers yeah i (laughs) i think so too you bring a coach of that caliber on i mean do you think really think him and Justin Herbert would mesh or get long together? I think Herbert would play for whoever. Yeah. But it's going to ruin their offense. Because Bella check goes to the Raiders. You know, that wouldn't surprise me. Actually. Oh, my God. How funny would that be? That, I actually think he's a better fit for the Raiders than he would be the Chargers. That would be so funny if that happens. 
Um, but we've <laughs> seen Bill Belichick without a Hall of Fame QB. Oh, and he's terrible. He's not been good. He had the one good year with Mac Jones, but then they got dominated by the Bills in the postseason. Yeah. But you brought Patricia to call your offense. And that's the thing. You're going to bring in someone for Herbert who, in my opinion, is going to ruin his development. Mm -hmm. You know who I think the Chargers should really consider looking at? Who's that? Jim Harbaugh. Michigan, huh? Yep. Well, I, I mean, think Har- he- I think Harbaugh's, especially if he wins the the uh, national college football playoff national championship. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I think he's gone. I think he's gone for Michigan anyway because he's done dealing with the NCAA's BS. Well, you have an owner who owns the Chargers, who's got a lot of money. Spanos. Yep, he's got a lot of money, so he can afford. Hey, Michigan, here's. 10, 15 mil to get him out of his contract. And then he signed. I mean, he's got money. I wouldn't be surprised if Jim Harbaugh goes to the Raiders either. Um, Maybe that's the splash but, Davis was talking about. Yeah. And Jim Harbaugh, he hasn't been bad anywhere he goes. No, look it's what he just, did the with the Niners. He, yeah. The reason he left the Niners is because that story came out where he like took players' blood and rubbed it on him or whatever. And it was like, okay, that's weird. <laughs> That's weird. And the Niners let him go. I forgot about that story. Yeah. <laughs> Sacrificial love. <laughs> That's like some witchcraft voodoo yeah. crap. Yeah. Man. Hello? Yeah. Candles so, lit around in a circle with a pentagram star. Like, hey, what the hell's going on here, Harbaugh? Yeah. <laughs> so. I, I mean, that's Jim a Harbaugh's- very intriguing signing for them if they go after Harbaugh. What? I mean,. And he, he is offensive-minded. I, I think they need someone who's offensive-minded and is a veteran coach. Like, it's Ben Johnson, isn't it? Yes. For the Lions? Ben I don't Johnson, know if... Not he, Brian, yeah. I don't know if he would be a good fit for the Chargers. Hmm. Or what's another thing I've been hearing, too, is uh, Eric Bietemi could possibly be the coach of the Commanders or somewhere else. Oh, the commanders or, or the, another team that are looking because yeah, Ron Rivera, Chiefs. he's pretty much out the door. Or the Chiefs could maybe pry and give the enemy a lot of money to bring him back. <laughs> I think <laughs> if you're us. Washington, I think you have to clear house. You do. I really think you do. Because again, if the enemy's your guy, you have to go through the interview process again. Mm-hmm. But I I think you clean house because the enemy, like he was good to start for Sam Howell's development. Then you saw Sam Howell kind of fade back. That would be a good benefit for Howell to keep that offensive coordinator there. But I think Washington might be looking in a different direction anyway. I mean, the guy can sling it, but we said he leads the NFL in interceptions. I mean, the the turnovers have killed him this year and the well, team. And they don't they don't run the ball. Brian no. Brian Robinson, he's really good. You have a damn good running back, yeah, Brian Robinson, and a backup in Antonio Gibson, but you just don't use him, yeah. So, Chargers are interesting. I think their roster's kind of set. Maybe they'll cut some vets. But like, you've got Asante Samuel Jr. in the back end who's really good. you got Derwin, Derwin James. James. Maybe they God move can on that from, guy hit? Maybe they move on from Khalil Mack or Joey Bosa. I doubt it. They're both making good money. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, Chargers what? are interesting. Khalil Mack, after the year he had, you can't move on from him. You kidding no. me? That's why I think they would look more Joey Bosa's way. Seriously, that, hey, yeah. So, 
All right, let's move on for the teams that are out to the teams that have clinched. We'll start with the AFC this time. Boo. So the Chiefs with the win over the Bengals clinched the division for their eighth straight season, Derek. Yay. I mean, <laughs> they're 10 and 6. I just wish Denver was a little bit better or won some key games this year because they could have competed or possibly won it. But the Chiefs win it by default because Broncos oh. Raiders are average and the Chargers are bad and injury riddled. So they kind of win it by default, even with a boring offense. Yeah. Uh, if this is the if this was the year to take advantage of the Chiefs down here, it was this one, and it just no one could do it. Nobody could do it, yeah. And I've been talking to my my buddy Adam about the Chiefs. What's up, Adam? Go around. The uh, the Chiefs are just an average team right now, with nah. a good defense, average offense with a good defense, and no receivers. You think you know what they're going for in the off season? My God, yeah. <laughs> I, I was also talking to Adam about this. Mike Evans with the Chiefs. He says no because he's thirty years old. Guy's consistent now, and he's good. He's never had less than a thousand yards. Mm-hmm. Imagine well, him I, with Patrick freaking Mahomes. There's, there's he's your never, aunt. he's never injured too. And there's, there's one of your deep threats. I mean, granted, he's lost speed over the years, but still, he's a good route runner. He's, he's a, get- a great route runner. And he's huge. Yeah. 6'4, 6'5, 225, something like that. So he's... that's right, Adam. You're stupid. <laughs> Mike Evans for life, baby. Mike Evans for life. I mean, and Mike Evans to me, too, is just the kind of professional you want on your team. You don't yeah. ever hear the guy complain about his contract, complain about getting the ball. He's not off the field doing stupid crap. Yeah. partying or slapping a woman or hitting kids. No, the guy goes and plays. Those are oddly he, specific examples. And, well, I mean, yeah, because you have all these other idiots. That in is NFL, true. You know, but yeah, you have Mike Evans. That's the, the total professional. He does what he does and then he goes home and you never hear about him doing anything wrong because he's just a normal dude and he's a, and he's a good player. Yeah. Uh, the other team in the, AFC to clinch was the Browns. They won over the Jets. They clinched the five seed. Yeah, like we said, they're they're riding high right now with Flacco, but the way Flacco is turning the ball over is going to cost them. It's going to hurt them bad. If Flacco throws two, three picks in the playoffs against a good team, the Browns aren't going to win. It's that simple. So right now, the Browns would be playing – the winner of the AFC South. Ah, hosting, wouldn't they? No, the Browns would not be hosting. Oh, that's right, because the Ravens won the division, yeah. So it would be the Texans, Jaguars, or Colts. And they could beat any of those teams. But they could also lose just as easily to any of those teams. Yes, they could. Which I see them doing. Losing. I, I don't know, man. They they have a good defense though. They have a very good defense. Mm-hmm. So and that could that could carry you for miles. But Wacko is going to cost them a couple games with his he turnovers. Is. And if Jacksonville's defense picks up the momentum they got from the Panthers game, and they play Jacksonville in that first round, and Jacksonville's defense is is humming, uh, well look out. Mm-hmm. They could take advantage of Wacko Flacco picks. Yeah, old man Flacco and his five kids. Oh yes, and and his 
what he's what 39 turns 39 here soon he will yeah so uh the last afc team to clinch was the ravens with they clinched the number one seed with a dominant win over the dolphins i mean you go back to back weeks dominating the two the best team in the nfc possibly the niners and then waxing the dolphins like that they propelled themselves as super bowl favorites in my book yeah. i mean there's no i mean you you beat the crap out of two good teams like that Good. I think they could win this. I think they could, and they may end up winning the Super Bowl. Lamar will get probably the MVP. How could yeah. you not? How could you not like bet against? Them? You can't bet against them. Um, into the NFC, the Niners clinched the number one seed with the Eagles crapping the bed. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say the other part. I... <laughs> but yeah, uh, the Eagles, as we said, my God, what what's going on with them? They're just they're a they're in a car right now going down a hill with no brakes and they're yeah. just trying to slow it down but they can't and the Niners look we knew that they would be good and they're good again and Eric's just hoping that they end up you know this is just a fluke and they end up losing in the first round or divisional round yeah oh they will but no I um, mean Debo Samuel Christian Brandon Ayuk George Kittle they have a good offense yes they uh, do. But, if they stay healthy, they are good. When any of those guys get injured, they're in trouble. Yeah. Hence why none of them are playing tomorrow. <laughs> yes. Well, Christian McCaffrey left the commander's game with a calf injury, mm-hmm. calf strain. So they're, they're just like, nope, you're done for two weeks. <laughs> Seriously. And then Brock Purdy's not playing either because tiny little baby hands can't stay healthy either. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Um, also, my arms, they did it. They clinched a playoff spot with the win over the Giants and the Seahawks losing to the Steelers. Look, they, they, what, one and five, and now they're seven and two, their last nine games. I mean, they weren't one and five or one, no, two and they were three and six, three and six. And then, yeah, now they're six and, uh, but six and three, their last nine, like my God, they talk yeah. about a team that's rolling. And the thing one seven of it, one six to seven. The thing with them is, is Kyron Williams. I mean, my God, ha- having him is huge. Having a running game has helped them immensely, tremendously. It's, it, it's the fundamental part of Sean McVay's offense. Yes, and and having him has been huge. Like the reason they traded Cam Akers away, you're seeing it now, and then also. Just finding the steel in the draft in the gym and Puka to go with Cooper. I mean, yeah. Yeah, and Puka Nakua, when Cup was out earlier this season, stepped up. And Puka Nakua is on the verge of setting an NFL rookie receiving record year with receiving yards. He's 29 yards away. And that's the only reason he's starting in this game. And, and Calvin Johnson has the rookie receiving record. And guess who's quarterback? No, uh, it wasn't. No, it was it was set by someone in like the 30s. But still, Stafford has been on the right. The, the history he has with receivers. Cup, My God, Johnson, Nakua, <laughs> Galladay. Hello, yeah, Kenny. Yeah, help Kenny Galladay got a big payday. But I mean, no, the Rams are rolling right now, and like you said, that's the kind of team. You don't want to play a team like that come the postseason because when you play a hot team like that, you just never know what could happen. And there's two rookies on the defensive side that have just been – also, their first pick, Steve Avila, in the second round has been awesome at left guard for them. 
is it Witherspoon, their corner they have that's been playing good? No, uh, Akella Witherspoon. Yeah, Akella he's, not Witherspoon. A he's not a rookie. Though. He's not a rookie, though, but he's uh, been he's, playing he's good. leading that that secondary room, though. Him and Jordan Fuller and John Johnson, um, because they've got second year player Darion Kendrick kind of starting, Dakobe Durant starting too. Um, well, and it, and it helps to have that, you know, he, he's not the the freaking machine on your defensive line, so. Oh, Aaron Donald? Yeah. Yeah. You can't even call him a man because he's not. No, but two <laughs> rookies that are also starting, Kobe Turner and Byron Young. Mm-hmm. Kobe Turner is leading rookies in sacks right now and, in fact, is tied for Aaron Donald's rookie sack record at nine and a half. It's pretty good. And then Byron Young is second with uh, Will Anderson amongst rookies with seven and a half sacks. Mm-hmm. The Rams are the second youngest average, their second average youngest, second youngest team in the NFL. I <laughs> Eric could, it was Spind- like Eric their like average facts. age is like second youngest in the NFL or something like that. Only ahead of the Packers. Wow. And they're in the playoffs. You know why, Eric? Because it helps to have a damn good coach. It, it, <laughs> thank <laughs> God, Sean McVay didn't retire, or else I might be crying. I mean, yeah, and he's and he already announced he's coming. He's like he's kind of like the Rogers watch now. How he already announced he's coming back next year. Yeah, but Sean McVay's not sitting in the dark on high on ayahuasca and mushrooms, <laughs> or claiming that Jimmy Fallon or Jimmy Kimmel's on the what was the Weinstein list? Yeah, he's not pooping in the in the dark because Jimmy Fall or Jimmy Kimmel made a joke. God, I hate Aaron Rodgers, dude. Rodgers is just, yeah, and he's coming back. He'll be there for the Jets. Gosh, break your other's Achilles. Um, wow. Never cheer for injuries. No, never. No, no, well, except if you're uh, Deshaun Watson. But, okay. I don't cheer for him to get hurt, but I'm not going to say, oh, all hope is lost if he gets hurt. Anywho. Uh, Screw that guy. Screw that guy is all I have to say. Um. We kind of talked about the Eagles a little bit, so we'll move on. But the Bucks. Oh, God. How do you not show up for that game? At home against. against yeah. Mayfield, turnovers. Your doppelganger, Eric. He turned the ball over. He went back to his old ways of turning it over. I mean, he's having a good season, but seriously. And he, 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 you can't lose that quarter, game. And you can't wait to the fourth quarter to score twice. What are you yeah. doing? Come on, Bucks. And Mayfield left with rib injuries late in that game, too, when it was over. But it's like the Saints are awful, and you let them come in and wipe the floor with you. You did. Jamison Williams. Not Jamison. What, what's his name? Jamal Williams. Jamal Williams was their leading rusher with 19 carries at 58 yards. And as I said, second leading receiver, Taysom Hill. Come. Juwan Johnson, the tight end, was their leading receiver. Eight catches, 90 yards, and he took a screen pass to the house. A tight end. And now uh, you're just... fighting. Now you're fighting to win the division w- this week. You shouldn't. You should have won it last week. <laughs> this is on your. This is yeah. This is your fault, Bucks. Yeah, and now the Panthers ho- that you host the Panthers or the Panthers host the Bucks. I think the Bucks are on the road. Bucks are on the road. Yes, they are. Eric's going with the Panthers. Of course. <laughs> um, <laughs> of course. 
I oh, just Falcons beat the Saints. Falcons in the division. <laughs> what if that does happen? I mean, it could happen. Um, if it, if it does, it's oh disgusting. Now, I expect the Bucks to show up for this game. You I hope, think they, Eric. You, I, that is a good. I mean, the and Mayfield's had a good year. Twenty-eight touchdown, ten picks. But like, if he doesn't win this game, mm-hmm. ugh. Eight nine, and then yeah, the Falcons win the division at eight nine. That's disgusting. If they win, if the Saints win, they win the division. If Mayfield wins this game and wins a playoff game, he's coming back next year for the Bucks, I believe. I I agree, but he has to do both of those. Also, this just we said it when the Bucks game when we talked about it. That just sums up the NFC South. They're a bunch of bad teams playing each other. It's a joke. I mean, at I mean, one point the Panthers were two and eight or one and eight, and they were still alive for their division at one and eight. That's bad. Uh, division records for both for all teams: Bucks three and two, Saints three and two, Falcons three and two, <laughs> Panthers one and four. Oh, the only reason everyone's three and two is because they played the Panthers twice. Exactly. And the Falcons lost to him. 9-7, baby. 9-7. No doubt Bryce Young in the rain, Derek. Yeah, then Atlanta go to hell after that game. They pissed <laughs> me. I mean, granted, it didn't cost me in the picks, but at the time, I thought it did. Uh, yeah. Derek, the puddle pigeons. I'll screw them. <laughs> I mean, as we said, this team would go as far as Geno Smith would take you this year, and he's not having a very good season. But the thing with them... No running game either. No running game. But, like, they're wins this year. So, first of all, lost 30-13 to to the Rams. Go Rams. You beat the Lions in overtime, right? Yeah, in Detroit. It was early on when the Lions were kind of just, you know, Mm -hmm. figuring crap out, I guess. Yeah. You beat the Panthers and you beat the Giants. You gave the Panthers 27 points, by the way. You beat two crappy teams. You lost to the Bengals. Mm -hmm. Beat the Cardinals. Beat the Browns when they were struggling with quarterbacks. Dorian Thompson Robinson, yep. Got blown out by the Ravens 37-3. <laughs> Barely beat the Commanders 26, 29-26. And then in the toughest part of your schedule, when you played the Rams, Niners, <laughs> Cowboys, Niners, 0-4. <laughs> there you go. But then you beat the Eagles 20-17. to Which... Uh... How did the hell did that happen? And then they escape with a win from Tennessee 20 to 17 on another last second bomb from their quarterback. Yeah. And then you lose to the Steelers. They're just so inconsistent. Mm-hmm. And they don't have a thousand yard rusher and they won't unless Kenneth Walker goes for 150 yards. I doubt so, it. Which is possible against the Cardinals. He'll get 149. Geno Smith is 3,435 yards. That's good. We said it last year. He would not have a season like that this year, and he isn't. Right. Oh. And then 18 touchdowns, nine picks. That's not, That's not spe- good. No, that is not special. He's not, he didn't he didn't turn the ball over that much, but when he did, it was bad. Like he, they were bad games. Okay. And gave him that extension, so he'll be back next year too. I mean, it, this season, the last season was such an anomaly for him. 
where he threw for 4,282 yards, wow. 30 touchdowns, 11 picks. Wow. Which is a damn good year. Yes. We said it. You just said it. He wasn't going to do that again. Because that's not who he is. And to be fair, he missed some games. Missed three. Two. 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 He missed two. Yeah. Nope. Three. Drew Locke pulled a rabbit out of his hat with the Eagles game. Yeah. Yeah. The Eagles just let him hang around. Seriously. And like the, the next best year Geno Smith had before the 2022 season was the Jets. He started 14 games, threw for 2,500 yards, 13 touchdowns, 13 picks. <laughs> That's not very good. No, and I think the roster he has around him in Seattle helps him out a lot and bails oh, yeah, him out a lot. It's a lot better. But I think Seattle's going to be looking for a QB this next year. Could and be, like you said, with those three receivers, you should be lighting them up. You should be lighting the world on fire. DK, Jackson Smith, and Jigba, and Tyler Lockett. Yeah, you should be. And I said it at the beginning of the year. I said it halfway through the year. I've said it the last few weeks. I don't think they beat the Cardinals this week. It's just think, something that Seattle does. I, I think they lose, too. And can we all agree now, too, that the Jamal Adams trade was stupid? Oh, my God. Because he what is he healthy, and he's not you, good. You trade a first-round draft pick to the Jets, and look how – I mean, what has Jamal Adams done? Nothing. Nothing. He's done nothing, just like he was with the Jets. He did nothing. I'm trying to pull up their total stats for the team here. Hang on. Yeah. Quarterback, though, huh? Interesting. I think they could be. Hmm. You know who they're no. probably going to get and break my heart? Michael Penix Jr. Oh, don't you say that. <laughs> Goes to place for his hometown team. Could happen. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh, it is right. I can't. I can't see like where they ranked offensively and defensively, but uh, their defense hasn't been anything special. They've been they were good for stretches, but they haven't been special, and their offense has been bad. Yes, that's right. I said it. There's a friend of mine who's a Seahawks mm -hmm. fan who listens to the show. Suck it. Your puddle pigeons lost to the Rams, and the Rams are better. They got swept by the Rams, Eric. Not that they just lose to the Rams. They got swept by the Rams. Hence why they're going to lose to the Cardinals and be like, damn it, we should beat the Rams at least once. And I'm not salty. You're salty. <laughs> uh, and then real quick, we'll touch on them, the Steelers. How are they not dead? Uh, good coach. That's all I have to say. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> they, they lost three in a row to the Cardinals, Patriots, and Colts. Well, losing to the Cardinals and uh, Patriots at home. <laughs> Two teams that have a combined seven wins. Hello? Derek, they do it every year. They always lose to bad teams, especially then, at home. And now you're nine and seven. And you're riding the tailcoat of Mason Rudolph. So good luck. They were seven and three at one point. Mm -hmm. And they're, now they're just staying afloat. They got holes Man. in they got holes in their boat, Eric, and they're just duct taping them up and staying afloat. The Bengals this year, though. Yeah, well, shocker, especially with is. Joe Burrow out. 
Yeah. All right, Derek, how much Broncos do you want to talk here? I mean, a little bit. Not much needs to be said. I mean, only thing I will say is this team was one and five at one point, and they have the chance to finish the season nine and eight or eight and nine, which who cares? Well, it's a nice turnaround because I was expecting them to be a joke and be picking in the top five in the draft, and they're not. But I was joking this week, Eric, and I'm saying, what if next season Denver goes into the regular season with Taysom Hill and Jared Stidham as their two quarterbacks? Uh, you're going to lose 14 games. <laughs> I know. But Russell Wilson, I mean, he, he's gone, clearly. Um, Courtney, yeah, we, t- we talked that enough. Like, they're gonna have yeah. so much dead cap, they're not gonna be able to sign anybody. Yeah, Cortland Sutton will pro- may be a cap casualty. Justin Simmons oh, may be a God, cap you casualty. Can't let Cortland Sutton go, but the kind of money he's making and Sutton and Simmons, I mean, both very productive players. But yeah, I mean, with the cap penalties you're gonna have, this team has a lot, a lot of freaking work to do this offseason, is all I have to say. They what? have a lot of freaking work. I mean, are are you going to draft a QB? They're not in a position where they can move up to get their guy, probably. They're going to have to settle, and that's never good. No, you can't settle. They're not going to have enough money to go. Like, let's say Kirk Cousins doesn't get re-signed by Minnesota. They're not going to have enough money to sign Kirk Cousins. Mm-mm. You're going to be stuck with someone like Jameis Winston. And guess what? If you never gave Wilson that contract, and if you just let him walk right now, Granted, it'd be a, still be a stupid trade, but you wouldn't be in this giant hole of a dead cap hit if you never signed him to that deal. They wouldn't have been able to make the trade because he wanted a contract as a part of the trade. And that's yeah. what happened. Um, but here, here's some fun, fun facts of the games, Derek. Against the Chargers, the first time they played him, they beat him 24-7 in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you've heard these stats. Russell Wilson on the day, 21 of 33 for 224 and two touchdowns and a pick. Mm-hmm. Second game you played him here, Broncos, 16 to 9 victory. Woo! Jared Stidham, 20 of 32, 224 yards and a touchdown. Exact yeah, same game. Yeah, Sean Payton is just an ass and just, and just doesn't like Russell Wilson. It's the best way to sum it up. He doesn't like him. He's never liked him. And this is just a giant middle finger to him. And uh, Russell Wilson had more better stats than Patrick Mahomes did this year. And I know this is like an anomaly year for the Chiefs, but Russell Wilson, 3,000 yards, 26 touchdowns, eight picks. It ain't his fault. No, it's just this team has no playmakers on offense, they have none. They have a subpar average. They've gotten better over the last several weeks, the offensive line. But you don't have anyone that strikes fear into into defenses. You don't. You don't have have a deep threat. You can't. Judy can't catch. (laughs) I don't know why the hell he's still on the team. He should have been traded. I mean, Mims, you don't know what you're going to have in him. Cortland Sutton has been the only guarantee. I mean, and screw it with him. You just chuck it up and he'll catch it. But I mean, but still you have no playmakers on offense and that's why this team isn't very good. Having five draft picks this year also didn't help. 
No. I mean, Marvin Mims, he made plays, but then they just stopped playing him. Mm -hmm. And then he fumbles on punt returns a lot, which means he shouldn't be back there. And Drew Sanders is a rotational guy. Mm -hmm. Which I I think think, I think Sanders could be really good for them, though. And I think he will step up. I think they're going to let Josie Jewell go this offseason, and Drew Sanders and Singleton will probably be your two starting linebackers next year. Probably. Singleton's not really that great either. Yeah, he he runs around. He makes a lot of tackles though, so he's he's pretty good at that. Yeah, but he gets beaten coverage all the time. He does. The one takeaway I'll have though from this year, I have you got to give props to Vance Joseph for turning this defense around because they looked god awful the first six weeks. Yeah, I mean allowing seventy points and was an absolute joke, and then literally two weeks was it two or three weeks. After the Dolphins game, you host the Chiefs and you hold Patrick Mahomes and them to nine points with no touchdowns. It's pretty impressive to do that. So I got to give props. That at least he turned the defense around after sure. you know, after this year. Uh, I will say also this, the Broncos, how many picks do you think they have in this upcoming draft, Derek? If you, unless, if you I, well, I know they don't have a second rounder. They have Correct. a first rounder. I would say f- five or six. Six. Yeah. They have that's... a first, a third, a fourth, two fifths, and a sixth. You're not going to move up to get a guy. No, you can't. You don't have draft draft. capital. So, honestly, trade your first round and get capital. I would. you got to start over. And that's what sucks for Broncos fans is you're starting over again. And who who do you have as quarterback next year is my thing. Who are you going to have? Taysom Hill. If you have, to, if they have Taysom Hill and Jared Stidham, I said that as a joke, but if they honestly have both of them, Eric. That's they won't. I, it's uh, probably going to be someone like Jameis Winston, because Stidham is going to only cost you five million next year. So he ain't going anywhere. He's coming back. But who are you going to have as a backup or compete with? Him? I, it, it's it's going to be someone like Jameis Winston, who's a free agent. Let me see who, free agent quarterbacks this upcoming year. Hang on, Jimmy G and Jared Stidham. Oh God. Raiders, yeah, we need to dump this. Ooh, the, oh, Broncos, oh, we'll trade for Jimmy G. Oh, God. Ooh, I don't want him. So, free agents. <laughs> yeah, Kirk Cousins. Yep. Can't get Tannehill. him. Tannehill. No. No. Jacoby Brissett. Ugh, no. Tyrod Taylor. Hey. Marcus Mariota. Oh, God. Sam Darnold. No. Jameis Winston. Minshew's you... got to be on there, too. Here you go, Derek. Drew Locke. Hey, how about that? Denver brings back Drew, then Russell goes back to Seattle. That would be really funny. Uh, <laughs> Baker Mayfield, which we don't think he will be. Gardner Minshew. Teddy Bridgewater. He's retiring. Baker Mayfield. How about that? Tyler Huntley. What if Baker Mayfield came to Denver? You sign him to like a one-year, ten-year. You want to be eight and eight, potentially losing your way out of the playoffs? No. Um. Joe Flacco. Yeah. Notice how a lot of these are former Bronco guys. Yeah, no kidding. And the rest are like they're all backups. Keesum on that list too. Nope. He's still locked up with Houston. Okay. But no, they got a lot of they got a lot of. This offseason is going to be very, very huge. 
for Sean Payton. That's all I have to say because it was his decision to bench Russell Wilson, and it's going to be his decision who he brings on next year as his quarterback. And this is a big, big offseason for him, and he's either going to hit a home run or he's going to crap the bed, and everyone here in this city is going to hate him because if Russell Wilson goes to another team and leads them to the playoffs, Eric, he's going to look like the biggest idiot. Yeah. So I'm telling you right now, you put Russell Wilson on the Steelers, they might be a pretty decent team. Or the Falcons. That, well, yeah, with that running game that the Steelers have and that defense, I mean, and Johnson. Dude, Steelers and Pickens, is a perfect fit, isn't it? Yeah. And that's a team he could go to. That's uh, what worries me. Hey, Derek, how many career touchdowns does Jameis Winston have? Oh, God. He started for four years. Uh, I been say in the league since 2015. 68. 141. Not bad. How many interceptions does he have? He, God, he's got a lot. Is it over 100? 99. Oh, he's one shy. Yeah, because remember the year he went 30 for 30? Although the last time he played with um, Sean Payton, remember that year? He was with the Saints 14 touchdowns to three picks, and then he got hurt. Yeah. I, I Honestly, I wouldn't be stunned mm-hmm. if Jameis Winston be. is the quarterback of the Broncos. I wouldn't. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't be stunned either since he's got history with Sean. Sean likes to bring a lot of former Saints here. Michael Barton, Will Lutz, little Jordan Humphrey. I mean, he's got a lot of the former Saints players here already, so I wouldn't be surprised either. All right, Derek, let's, 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 let's change gears here. Yeah, to the winning teams. To Avs or Nuggets? Who do you want to talk first? Let's go Avs first. All right, Avs. Nathan McKinnon is him. I mean, my God. This guy. Back-to-back game-winning goals. Yeah. (laughs) And And not to mention, we just said, this last game against Dallas... You bring your team back in the self pass off the wall, and you have a two on two on no two on zero against the goalie, and and then just that that wrist shot he had, Eric, just mm-hmm. fires it. Pass so Wedgwood, I was complaining last week that McKinnon didn't win that Player of the Week or whatever because he had a way better week than anybody did. He won Player of the Month for December. As he should. In 15 games played, mm. 11 goals, 18 assists for 29 points. He's uh, Des Luda. He's Connor McDavid is not the best player in the NHL. No, he's not, and he's not. He's not even on the best team for that matter. Not even oh, close. Hello, Edmonton. <laughs> Edmonton. Wall. 19, 15, and 1, 39 points. Edmonton's got their own issues. They don't defend and they don't have goaltending. Yeah, shocker. They don't have a defense like they have it for what? <laughs> two, three years now? Have, have we said it? I mean, with the, with the year the Avs won the cup, what did we say? Well, the Avs will probably you know, beat them because Edmonton doesn't have a defense and they don't. And that's why they swept them. Well, now Connor McDavid is tied for second. In total points right now at 53 with Artemi Panarin and David Pasternak. But guess who's tied for number one in points with Nikita Kucherov? It's Nathan McKinnon. 
64. 22 goals, 42 assists, Eric. He's good. <laughs> I I mean, and like we said, just having two game winners. And and then this last month, having that one game where he scored four freaking goals yeah. in one game. I mean, my God. Is now the Avs, he's playing so good. Now, since Christmas break, the Avs have won four in a row. Mm-hmm. Uh, they beat the Stars 5-4 in overtime. Very good but, comeback win. Thank God. Stupid. Gilly! Stars! Oh my God, Gilly. ever since you pointed that out to me. It's every terrible, time I dude. It's terrible. It's one of the dumbest chants in all sports. Well, they God, do it it's... here. They try The fans that are here try to do it when they're, they're on the road. I know, it's dumb. Um, they beat the Islanders 5-4 in a very close game. And then they dominated the Blues 2-1 and beat the Sharks 3-1. Thank God they beat the Sharks. So they're playing well. The only question I have for you, Derek, is what do you think of Georgiev's play? How does he been up and down? I mean, he's yes. doing he's doing just enough and, and doing good, but man, his play is just he's allowing in so many. Like what what was it? Was that the Sharks game where he had it where the puck went over his his glove? Or was no, that, the, that was the Dallas, Islanders game. The Islanders game. I'm like, that's a routine save right there, and, and he's letting easy shots like that get by him. Well, the thing that scares me is his save percentage is below 900. Yes. And what you want as an NHL goaltender is to be a re- like a really good one. Mm-hmm. Sits around 9, like best in the league is probably 915, 920. So it's not awful. And his goals against is only 2.93, which is still really good. Yeah, but 8.897 save percentage, yeah. And he's leading the league in wins, 21. Mm-hmm. That's not – you can't understate that, but it's because he's playing a lot. Um, And then that game against the Coyotes where they lost in overtime, four nothing and lose 5-4 mm. was just gross. Terrible. Um, And Georgiev was pissed after that one because they should have dominated. They should have. Um, But the thing for me is like – he didn't have a good game against the Islanders. Gave a couple of five-hole goals up. But the Stars game, I'd say three out of their four goals were lucky yeah. bounces where Georgiev, he couldn't do anything. Like the first one, Sagan. Ross, Ross Colton, that pass, oh just gosh. terrible. I mean, and you could tell as soon as he turned his head and saw it going, Eric, where you just saw Ross Colton shake his head and he just like, Put his glove over his head because he knew that he just did a boneheaded yeah, play. Yeah, he loses yeah. the puck and it just leaks right in front of the goal mouth and the Stars players right there. And then the Tyler Sagan one, a guy shoots it from the boards. It bounces right, right. to Sagan yep. and Georgiev couldn't track it down. Mm-hmm. So, like, I'm not upset about him. I thought he played really well against the Stars, just some unfortunate bounces. 30 saves he had, yeah. But a tough game coming up tonight. Today, actually, this afternoon. Today well, they, in about an hour and a half, yeah. The, they host the Panthers, but the Avs are just so damn good at home. So damn good. Do you think Prozbatov plays today, or is it Georgiev and Ned again? Let's see. Let me look at their schedule here. Because you have two other massive games after. I would say today. it's – so they they last played on Thursday, so I would say it's Georgiev tonight. I think it's Georgiev on – I think it might be Prozvatov on Monday. Against the Bruins? And then Georgiev against, against the Vegas. That would okay. be my guess. So, yeah, th- so three big, massive games coming up in the next few days. 
yeah. least they're all they're all at home though. And I mean, oh, how do they look though in these three games, Eric? What do you have to do to go in these next three games? Defense, defense, defense. You have to play better in front of Georgiev. You have to. And they, they, someone's got to step up too with Bo Byron being out. Yeah, it's true. I mean, Sam Malinsky's probably coming back up. Who's played really well? I don't know why they sent him down. Mm. Um, but your last two wins are in overtime. Not that that's a bad thing. But they just like to be the cardiac kids, apparently. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Val Nachushkin though is rolling right now too as well. I mean, oh God, dude, when and he's he's like six five. Like he's six a mad- four, two twenty something on he's skates. A massive, he's, he skates like McKinnon sometimes. He's a massive dude. Six four, two ten. Yeah. <laughs> That's a big ass skater. Um, but Florida bus in Vegas, go two and one. You know what? Screw it. Go three and oh. Go abs. <laughs> go abs. But no, we'll be watching today, but McKinnon. If he just continues to roll, which I think he will, because no one could stop him. Can we agree? No one. Correct. That that kind of speed he has, that, that wasn't taught. That guy was just born to have that speed. He's so freaking fast and so good. And he's rolling, and no one can seem to stop him, too. No, and that's the thing. is like when a player gets hot, they're scorching hot. And right now, McKinnon is like, like hot. Hotter than the freaking sun, Eric. Yeah. Also, this three-game homestand, you got to pick up as many points because then you go on a six-game road trip or five-game road trip, excuse me. Oof. Toronto, Montreal, Ottawa, then Boston, Philadelphia. And you play Montreal and Ottawa on a back-to-back. Which kind of, yeah, worries me. So. But this team, this team, though, I mean, sit, they're sitting pretty right now, though. 25-11-3 with 53 points. They're yeah, right they're behind. They're only second in the division because Winnipeg's 8-0-2. But this is what Winnipeg did last year. They started off hot. They were top of the division, and then they just fell off the face of the earth because they're old. And also, Eric, Minnesota Wild, second to last in the division. 16-17-4. 36 points. Their goaltending is letting them down. Excuse me. Suck it, Wild. You suck. And as, and, what, and what did you say, too? Vegas started out so good, and now look at them. Yeah. They're, tape, they're tapered down a little bit. They're 3-7 and seven in their last 10. They're getting injured. Mm-hmm. That's what I said. San Jose currently has the longest losing streak at 10 games. That doesn't surprise me. Longest winning streak currently, ooh, is the Florida Panthers, Seattle, and Edmonton. They've each all won. They've all won six in a row. Until today, Florida. Hey! Winning streaks, man. They don't last, especially in the NHL. But no, I agree with what you said. By the time we do our next show, they have they'll have these three big games. Screw it. Go three and oh, beat them all. You're all at home. Get as many points as you can possible. Or and if not. Like you said, get it to overtime and at least get a point because you have to at least get a, a getting at least one point is huge. Mm-hmm. All right, and the next team, the Nuggets, on the same night that McKinnon wins it in overtime, good God, Nikola Jokic is him as well and wins the game against the Golden State Warriors on a last second, basically half court buzzer beater three. 
Do you think these two just like look at each other's games or stats and like, you want know screw it. I'll do one better than you. Maybe Jokic, someone kind of told him in his ear, hey, McKinnon scored the game-winning goal. Oh, okay, yeah, we'll watch this. No, I bet you say, hey, McKinnon scored the game-winning goal, and he goes, who? Probably. But no, th- this team right now, I, they're good. Granted, they lost last night to the Magic here at home. Which, which sucks. Which does suck, but that win against Golden State the other night, though, just absolutely ridiculous. You were down by 18 points in the fourth quarter, and you came yeah. back and won! Yeah, because Golden State couldn't miss in the first three quarters, then all of a sudden, there's like the fourth quarter, they couldn't hit anything. No, they couldn't hit Jack squat, and also Nikola Jokic. The last four games, Eric is shooting eighty-seven percent. That'll do it. I mean, as we said, it. What are the odds you have two of the best players in the world at the respective sports playing in in your city, and they're both wow. on the top of the MVP list right now? Both of them. Yeah, both both of these MVPs. I don't. There is is uh, we ha- that might be some homework we have to do a look up. But is there another team or another sports city out there where? Nope. I actually I looked this up earlier. No, there is not. Can you another, imagine another that, another though? two teams in the same city with MVPs? McKinnon and Jokic each win the MVPs in their sports. Could you imagine that? I mean, they got to keep it up, but it's very possible. So the Nuggets' upcoming schedule, uh, they got three games. They host the crappy Pistons tomorrow, which you should just literally just blow them out. I mean, the, the Pistons should just lose automatically when they land tomorrow or when they land. Derek, you always jinx teams when you say that. Well, the Pistons have three wins, Eric. They're 3-32. and 32. I, I swear to God, if the Pistons win, you owe me something. Oh, you nothing. You'll you'll owe me something. I don't know what it is. What no, else? you owe me a beer. But you're then you're at the Jazz Wednesday, and then you host the Pelicans next Friday. So three winnable games. One of them went. Two of them should be winnable. The Jazz and Pistons, but the Pelicans might be a, a tough task for you. Yeah, but you're at home. Just win the game. No, especially tomorrow. So I don't know, Eric. Anything. Dude, I swear to God, if they lose, if they I, lose. I, I'm blaming you, and you owe me a six pack. So currently, they're <laughs> third in their conference behind Oklahoma City and Minnesota. But Minnesota currently is six and four in their last ten. But Oklahoma uh, City is twenty three and eleven, and Minnesota is twenty five and nine. And yeah, I find no. no, and I find this funny. The Lakers are two and eight in their last ten. They've currently lost four in a row. Eh, stop worrying about the Lakers. They suck. Ever since they won the end season tournament, well, they've the been bad. Tournament, Eric. You know what their record is? Trash. Three and ten. <laughs> Goes to show you, winning that tournament meant jack squat. Pretty much. Um, Nuggets eight and two in their last ten, playing really well. And they're good at home. They just need to get better on the road, kind of like the Avs do. Yeah, Both- Avs are really not good on the road, but the Nuggets are not. They're 11 and 8 away from Ball Arena. Both teams, Bofa, are good at Ball Arena, but when they're not at Ball Arena, yeah, they're not very good. What are the Avs on the road here? Hang on. 
Yeah, Nugs, Abs, get get some road win or get get some wins these next few weeks. And, and... Yeah, Abs are nine, seven, and three on the road. So yeah, they're they're very spotty on the road as well. But hey, at least we have two teams to celebrate here, unlike our crappy football team. How about yeah, the Rams? Well, they're in Los Angeles, Eric. No. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. They're America's team. They're, that's right. Don't you forget it. <laughs> All right, let's move on to the college football playoffs. Uh, Derek. Oh, man. Two awesome games on New Year's Day. Phenomenal games. I mean, they got it right picking these four teams. And Florida State, all I have to say is just shut your mouth. You didn't deserve it because if you would have made this, you would have got blown out by no matter who you played. You lost 63-3 to to Georgia because you suck. <laughs> That's all I got to say. Yeah, granted, you finished the regular season undefeated, but you sucked when it mattered. But on to the – let's start with the Michigan-Alabama game. To be fair to Florida State, in that game, no one who has started the regular season played, and a lot of people transferred out. Yeah. So they basically was like – Georgia they, versus the, the the practice squad of Florida State. They tapped out. Well, let's start with the uh, the Michigan Alabama game. I mean, my God, what a game this was! So Michigan ended up winning twenty seven to twenty in overtime, and Melro was sacked, I believe, five or six times in this game. So the pressure of Minnesota, or Minnesota, Michigan. Got after him. I don't think there's been any doubt that what the strength of Michigan has been is their defense. All year. All year it has been. For the past, like, three years. Defense and running the ball has been their keys. <laughs> so, yeah, Blake Corum, 19 carries, 83 yards, and that touchdown he had in overtime? Mm. Woo! Oh, yeah. It would not go down. Um, but J.J. McCarthy, like, I still don't good believe game. in him. But he but had a good game. I don't believe in him. 220 yards, three touchdowns. It was a good game. But his first pass, remember, should have been intercepted if the dude mm. stayed in bounds. Yeah. Or reestablished himself in bounds. Yeah. Or that. Which yeah. He didn't do. Yeah. But yeah, Blake Corum also had a receiving touchdown. I mean, Blake Corum's the reason their offense rolls. Mm hmm. And he's gone after this year. So you We're better hope sure. you have another good running back behind him. <laughs> um, but Jaden Milrow, 16 to 23. 116 yards throwing, had 21 carries for 63 yards. He wasn't good, but I, I don't think he was bad. It's just that Mich and you said Michigan's defensive line just got after him. Five fumbles though by Alabama in this game. Yep, that'll do it. That will hurt you. That'll do it. Yeah, two punts, right? Yeah. And speaking of punts, how Michigan almost blew it, muffing the punt, and then recovering it at the one-yard line. Everyone thought it was a safety. So Michigan got lucky there that it wasn't. I say Michigan fumbled three times, too. Lost yeah. one of them. But What a defensive game. I mean, what a game, though, this was. I mean, it even went into overtime. That's what you want for a, a playoff game. Of course. You want them playing at their best, and they did pretty much the whole game. Now and we Michigan go to the other one. Is oh. I'm the host of this here both for Derek. Shut your dirty ass. <laughs> Michigan, for the mm. first time in what, 20-something years, finally back in the, the national title game. 
And they're 14 and 0, I think, for the first time in their school history. Yeah. Yeah. Not bad. J- Jim Harbaugh finally found out how to beat Ohio State. No one's stopping him now, except TCU. Uh, or, the next or, game, the, or the NCAA. Yeah. That, you know, them too. <laughs> the next game, Washington Huskies and the Texas Longhorns. This one this was, was a shootout. We expected it to be. Quinn Ewers, 20 free, 20, 20 free, 24 of 43. <laughs> so like a little kid. 308. 20, 318 yards and a touchdown. But their running attack, 180 yards total for three touchdowns. That's Texas's strength is their uh, – another team. Good defense, good running attack, kind of like Michigan. Yeah, but their good defense couldn't stop Michael Penix Jr. Good 29 God. of 38, 430 yards, two touchdowns, averaged 11.3 yards per completion. Uh, I, other... I watching this game, watching Michael Penix throw the ball, it reminded me of CJ Stroud against Georgia. It did. That he was that good. He is showing flashes, and I think if he wins the national championship, he's moving up a lot of people's draft boards, I believe. But has another good outing like this. But Polk and Odunze, his two mm-hmm. receivers, whoo, helps to have those two. Six catches, 125 yards for Odunze. Polk had five for 122 and a touchdown. That Washington, is just, Washington, though, got cute in this game, though, when they were up. Yes, and they, they almost let Texas back into this game. They did. And Washington's a better throw from Ewers away from losing this game. Mm-hmm. And that, that fourth and goal play. Mm-hmm. But credit where credit's due. They hung on. And now we've got the one and two teams in the title game. The two best teams, two undefeated, the only two left undefeated teams, exactly, in all the land. You got Michigan, Washington. Uh, Michigan is four and a half point favorites in this game, and the over under is 56 and a half. Good Lord. <laughs> and it'll be played in Houston. I, I, I told you this before we started recording. If Michigan wants to win this game, they have to win it like 23-20. It's got to be a low scoring, we're going to knock you the hell out with our run game and defense kind of game. If Washington wins this game, they've got to win it like 36-30. I don't think Michigan can keep up with them in a shootout, but I don't think Washington can contend with Michigan's defense. The thing to keep an eye on in this game, that is a huge, huge thing. Dylan Johnson from Washington got hurt in the Texas game, and he's going to be – He might. coach is saying he's going to be limited this game, and if and if he's not able to go, that is he's a huge – He's their best corner. Huge, no, running back. Oh, running. I'm sorry. They're, they have a Johnson yeah. at the corner position. Corner, too. yeah. Sorry, my bad. But, but no, Dylan Johnson, he had the regular season. He had 222 carries, 1,162 yards, 16 touchdowns. And if you're missing that kind of production in the biggest game of the year, that is a big, big blow to Washington. Pretty much. But Michigan right. is favored in this game. so Because their defense there? and run game, man. What do I think? Well, we were both wrong in the games last last week. Well, we, we each said Michigan and Texas. Or no, well, Alabama and Texas. Texas. Alabama. <laughs> we were wrong. I say I... Michigan because of their defense. 
I'm going to go with Washington because of Michael Penix Jr. And I would not be surprised if he comes into this game, puts the team on his shoulders, and is like, all right, guys, let's win this. I don't know if Michigan has the secondary to keep up with these receivers for Washington, but if they get after the passer, it might be a long day for Penix. 5.30, Monday night, I'll be watching. Mm-hmm. All right, Derek, let's move into week 18 for the NFL and finish this show up. We've been here for like four and a half hours. Seems like it. <laughs> <laughs> so big matchups for this week. Obviously, tonight, tonight, we've got Texans and Colts. Winner basically wins the seven seed of the AFC playoff picture. <laughs> and potentially, if Jacksonville loses, they oh, either God. winner of this game wins the division. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Texans Colts are today. No. Yes, tonight. Yes, and then Steelers Ravens are this afternoon. Yeah. Yes, yeah, Steelers. If they win, they have to have Jacksonville. Jacksonville, or I have the playoff scenarios. We'll go over them, but I believe it's Jacksonville and Buffalo to lose. And Trevor Lawrence, I believe, is coming back this week too. Uh, he said very, very questionable is what I was reading. Ooh. Game, so the clinching game. Yeah. Ouch. Huge game tonight. I'm, I'm so pumped. The Texans and Colts is a primetime game on ESPN. Let's I, go. I know. I can't wait to watch it. Um, Jaguars against the Titans. Titans play tough. Jacksonville's got to win. They win. They get the division because they have the tiebreaker over every team in the division. <laughs> um, we talked about it. Falcons, Saints, Bucks, and Panthers. And the genius thing about the oh. NFL – those two games are on at the same time. Let's go. They knew what they were doing. <laughs> and then in the afternoon, we've got Bears, Packers, Eagles, Giants, Seahawks, Cardinals, Rams, 49ers, Cowboys, Commanders, all going at the same time. You, you know, NFC playoff contention. Let's go. You know, the NFC South at halftime, they're going to want to know the scores of each no, other's games. No, they're, they're going to have them up on the scoreboard in each place. Like, Oh, I guarantee it they will in the stadium so, so the people fans know, yeah. But like listen to this. So Oh, here if we the go. The Packers lose if they uh, will we'll, we'll dive into this a little bit more, but if let's say they lose the Bears, they have to have the the Seahawks lose and the Saints lose. Oh no, I'm <laughs> sorry. They just have to have the Seahawks lose. Then they get that last playoff spot. I'll let you go through all this because there's all right, a lot. Well, you, want, you want me to go through the scenarios? All right. Just okay. run through all the scenarios and I'll just listen. Yes. We're going to start easy here, Derek. Packers win. They're in. And easy if enough. The Ram, if the Rams lose to the 49ers, then the Packers claim the sixth seed. The Rams fall to the seventh seed. Okay. Because the Rams are in. Go Rams. The Cowboys can win the division with a win mm-hmm. or an Eagles loss. The okay. Buccaneers, once again, can claim the division with a win once again over the division or over the Panthers. But the Saints can claim the division with a win and a Buccaneers loss. And okay. then Derek's mentioned it. The Falcons can win the division if they win and the Buccaneers lose. Now, oh, at 8 9 for that the matter, the Falcons can get the wild card spot. If the Packers and Seahawks lose and the Falcons win. And the Saints can get the the last wild card spot if 
they win and the Packers and Seahawks both lose. I believe. Let me double check that one. Please hold efforting. Well, Eric's unwrapping a lot of gifts here, folks. Yes, yes. So the Saints can get the seven seed <laughs> if they win and the Packers and Seahawks both lose. Okay. The Seahawks can only get in if they beat the Cardinals and the Packers lose. Which is not going to happen. No. So the Vikings, I said, are technically alive, but they have to have the Packers, Saints, and Seahawks all lose, and they need to beat the Lions. Tall task. Yes. That's the NFC. Yes. The AFC, the Dolphins can win – Clinch the division with a win over the Buffalo, the, the Buffaloes over the Bills. Can't wait for that game Sunday night. And a loss puts them at the sixth seed. Mm-hmm. Bills can clinch the division with a win over the Dolphins. But if they lose, they need a Jacksonville loss or a Steelers loss to claim the seventh seed. Okay. Uh, also, screw ties. They don't apply to my things here at all. Yeah, ties so Jack- are just... Ties are they're dumb. Jacksonville can clinch the division with a win, but they can if they lose, they can still get a playoff spot with the Steelers loss. Easy enough. Steelers have a tough game. Do they need the Bills to lose too? No. No. They need the they need the Bills to win. Because if the oh no. So basically if the if Jacksonville loses. They need the Steelers to lose. Okay. So, fun fact. FF. <laughs> and then Colts, Texans, winner, basically gets the seed, seven seed. As I said. Mm, that's fascinating right there. That's it. That's why, that's why that game tonight, Colts, Texans, monster, monstrous game. Absolutely. Oh, man. When, when, when you're in, lose, you go home. Winning, you're in, and then if Jacksonville loses, the winner claims the division. Well, let's pick those winners, Eric. Let's pick those winners, D-Money. Yeah! Let's go! All right, so just so everyone's aware, in the picks, Derek is leading me by four. Woo! I'm going to make some wild-ass picks today. Just to, I'm going to make five picks that are and different if- from him. And, and I, if, I'm, I'm winner go home, baby. <laughs> I mean, he's got the same mentality the Colts and Texans do. <laughs> that, yeah, that's right. And if so, somehow he wins, well, then I'm, 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 I don't know. I'm jumping off of a roof. I don't know. <laughs> I'm gonna be sick to my stomach, and I'm gonna say this is rigged. The universe hates me. Remember, bottle hell. of whiskey's on the line here, folks. That's why this is important. Well, whiskey for you, tequila for me. Oh, that's right. There you go. Let's pick them! Or we'll just mix the bottles. I'm just kidding. That would be awesome. Ooh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so there was no Thursday game this week. Thursday do you want me football. to throw up or do you want me to be okay? <laughs> so you know what? Challenge accepted. Throw up. Oh, God, no. All right. Saturday afternoon at yeah. 2.30. Steelers 9-7 and seven at the Ravens 13-3. and three. Steelers lose. They're done. But the Ravens are not starting. They're starters. Yeah, Tyler Huntley... The Ravens, after the game, are going to Houston to watch the Michigan game. <laughs> I know. How funny is that? Steelers are three-point favorites in this game for that reason. Uh, I think it's... Uh, God damn it. This is tough. <laughs> I mean... 
Ravens because they're at home. I think even with their backups, they're st- wow, still better. But I, don't, I just think the wheels are bound to fall off with Mason Rudolph sooner or later, and this might be the game it happens. Could be, but it won't. I think the Steelers get that three-point win. I, I, I Tyler Huntley, he's fine. Um, and I like the Steelers' defense. Like again, if they win, they have a lot of stuff to, to happen so for them to do. They it. They are but more desperate. Yeah, they're more desperate. If they win, they just have to watch games on Sunday. Okay. So I'm gonna say the Steelers get the victory on oh. the road. Can you imagine being the Steelers and winning today and having to watch those games on Sunday? Oh, and everyone, so... lo- everyone wins. Oh, oh God, it'd be nerve-wracking. I mean, you put yourself in Man, that situation losing to the freaking Cardinals and Patriots at home. That's true. That is your own fault. Yeah. All right, Derek. We talked about it. Texans at the Colts. Houston, nine and seven. Colts, nine and seven. Win one of these in. teams is getting in. Houston's one-point favorites in Indianapolis. Can Gardner Minshew or C.J. Stroud get the job done? I think I have more trust in C.J. Stroud than I do Gardner Minshew, so that's why I'm going with the Texans. I do too, Derek. I like the Texans on the road. I just like C.J. Stroud more. I think Gardner Minshew is going to make some mistakes. Minshew, 15 touchdowns, 10 picks on the season, Eric. It's not very good. That's not bad. I know, but it's not good. But, I mean, he hasn't played all season, though. Yeah. But C.J. Stroud, 21 touchdowns, 5 picks. That's there the key. Go. All right, we're all each right. same on that one, okay? All right, Derek, first Sunday game, Browns at the Bengals. Bengals, nothing to play for. Browns resting their starters. Bengals are seven-point favorites at home. Yeah, give me the Bengals. And I think that the Bengals will make NFL history here. If they win this game, Eric, since the merger of the AFL and NFL, this the entire division will have a winning record. <laughs> Can you imagine that? And for that reason, I'm picking the Browns. Let's go, baby. You, okay, you're going with the Brownies. I'm going with the Brownies. <laughs> They're going 12-5, and five, baby. Let's go. If they end up winning, I'm going to be so mad. <laughs> no! <laughs> All right. I think even with the backups, I don't think Jake Browning's going to have a good game. I don't think he will either, but the Browns are playing a bunch of scrubs, so come on. <laughs> damn it, Bengals. You better step up, damn it. All right, Vikings at the Lions, Derek. The Lions got trounced by the referees, which we didn't talk about because I think it's been talked to death with uh, other people. But Seriously. Lions, they have the three spot basically locked up, and they're not resting starters. Which I think Who's is smart. Lions are pissed, and I think they're going to come out and just smack Minnesota in the mouth, and they're just <laughs> going to whack them. I, it's, yeah. Detroit's mad after this last game, and even though Jamison Williams isn't playing, which I'm glad he's not, but CJ Gardner-Johnson and James Houston both will be back for the Lions playoff That's game. That's huge. Like so, That's huge. But I don't think it matters that he's gone. I think the Lions waxed Minnesota pretty easily in this game. I agree. I, the Lions are just – they're pissed. You said it. They score 30 points on average at home. I think their defense is going to maul the Vikings. I don't think they stand a chance. Give me the Lions. Nick Mullins will get benched probably, and then Jaron Hall or Dobbs will come in, and it won't even matter. <laughs> All right. Other AFC South 
key matchup, Jacksonville Jaguars at the mm. Tennessee Titans. Let me pull up their injuries real fast if I can find it. I got it here. Uh, Trevor Lawrence Trevor Lawrence. questionable. Very questionable. Will Levis is questionable, but they said he might play. I mean, yeah, Caleb Farley's out for the Titans. That's big. Give me Jacksonville. I just if Tannehill plays in this game, which looking like he will, I can't pick the Titans because Tannehill is just so bad. <laughs> yeah, I think Jacksonville's defense is going to step up with. Mm -hmm. I don't think Lawrence is playing, so they're going to need their defense to step up. And uh, Derrick Henry's last Derrick Henry's last game as a Titan. Yeah, he's going to be a free agent. Mm -hmm. I think it will be. All right, Derek. This is one of the four matchups where teams looking to break a losing streak. The Patriots have a 14-game winning streak against the Jets as they host the Jets in Foxborough. Two-point favorites are the 4-12 and 12 Patriots. Bailey Zappi, Trevor Simeon, look out. Yeah, this is a game I am not going to watch. I could give a damn about who wins this game, but I have to pick someone. The Patriots, because they're at home. And, I, I mean, I trust. I guess I trust him more than Trevor Simeon, I guess. But the Patriots get the nod for me because they're at home. That's it. That's all I got. I'm going Jets, baby. J-E-T-S. Break that streak. 14 streak. Damn, I didn't realize it's been that long. Yeah. They're almost up there with the Broncos. Yeah. Okay. Broncos broke that one, too. Thank God. I'm mainly You're going with the Jets. Huh? I'm mainly only picking the Jets just so that I can try and beat you in the picks here. All these teams do win. I'm, oh. All right, Derek. The Atlanta Falcons, your oh, favorite God. team in the NFL, going they to New Orleans. They can kiss my ass. To face the Saints. <laughs> Saints are three-point favorites, and both teams can still win the division. I want to pick New Orleans, but I just know Atlanta's going <laughs> to be like, hey, Derek, Derek, Derek picked against us. So let do you want screw it? I'm give me New Orleans. But if Atlanta wins, oh, you're going Saints, okay? Yeah, because they're at home. But if Atlanta wins this game, I'm going to be furious. And if Atlanta <laughs> somehow manages to win the division at eight nine, Arthur Blank, I'm I'm writing you an email and I'm telling you, <laughs> kiss my ass. I'm going with the Falcons, Derek. They're going to break your heart again. Oh, God, I hope they don't. <laughs> but I would not be surprised if they do win this game. That's the crazy thing. <laughs> I won't be shocked. I mean, would I, you? I No, I actually think the Falcons can win this game because yeah. of their running game. Um, I think they're just trying to ruin the Saints' playoff chances because – I don't keep questionable too. So and, Ritter might have to start. Ritter might have to start. And he's been like when at the games where they're like, oh, he might, you know, he might have to start. He actually plays really well the next that week, but then he plays bad the week after. So, so dumb. Give oh. me the Falcons, Derek. No. <laughs> no. All right, Derek. The Bucks have another chance to clinch the division, as we said, against the Panthers. They're four-point favorites in Carolina. I swear to God, Tampa, <laughs> Tampa. If Tampa Bay blows this game, I mean, they don't deserve to go. They don't deserve any. They don't deserve the division. They don't deserve anything. Baker Mayfield, 
you can kiss your contract goodbye if you don't win this game, buddy. <laughs> You're on a new team next year, but give me the Bucks. They're more talented than the Panthers. D- you'd think. A lot I'm going to go with the Bucks too. Like, I want to pick the Panthers so bad, but I'm like, the Bucks are probably pissed. And I don't want the Falcons in the postseason because that means they're going to keep Arthur Smith, and I think he's ruining that team. I really do. Yeah, he's hence, a bad head coach. Hence, you have a explosive running back, and you don't feed him the ball. Like, how dumb can you be? <laughs> Bijan Robinson has 200 carries, 948 yards, and only four touchdowns. Hello, Beatlemore! What are you doing? All right, Derek, into the – so seven afternoon games, by the way. I know. There's a lot. There's one I'm definitely not going to be watching, and that we'll, I'll talk about that one here in a moment. But the first one – the seven and nine Bears looking to upset the Packers playoff hopes at eight mm. and eight in Green Bay. Packers are three point favorites, and we are deja vu with the Green Bay Packers at eight and eight facing the division rival again. Mm. This is a very, very, very intriguing game. And a hard one to pick, I think. It's a very hard one to pick. Because the Bears, the as you said, are rolling. Right. Yep. They're rolling. Packers are better, though. And Jordan Love, um, when he has a run game, he plays really well. 30 touchdowns, 11 picks for Jordan Love. Almost 4,000 yards. I, I think the Packers keep that win streak intact, and they get it. They get the win. But that the Bears somehow seem to manage and get and squeak out a win here, Eric. I would not be surprised because that is, offense has been rolling. This is the second game where a team's trying to break a losing streak to another division rival. And Derek, I tell you what. I think things the Bears must come to an same, end. I think the Bears do the same thing they did the Lions did to the Packers. Break their hearts in Lambeau Field. Oh. It's oh. Gonna, it's going to be a cold, snowy game in Green Bay. Very cold. Justin Fields and that rushing attack are going to be a problem for the Packers. I actually think the Bears are going to win this game. Bears 4 and 1 their last 5 games, Eric. Packers are three and two. This is yeah. I'll definitely be keeping an eye on this game and watching sure. it. Should be good. All right, Derek Broncos at the Raiders. This is the oh, one game God. I won't watch. Be- and another team is trying Seven. to break a losing streak. The Broncos to the Raiders. Three point favorites are the Raiders at home. Seven straight losses. They've lost to these damn guys. Ah. Yeah. Do you want? I, I, I screw the Raiders. I have to pick Denver. Fair, fair. I mean, I, I I did say earlier in the year this would be the year after they beat the Chiefs. I'm like, they're gonna end the two the two streaks. And not to mention, I have a bet with a guy at my work, fifty bucks. He's a Raiders fan, so Denver better win this game. If not, I got to give him fifty bucks. Yep. Yeah, nope. Broncos aren't gonna win this game. Raiders are five and three at home. No! <laughs> I no. think the Raiders, I think they they get the win and they keep the winning streak alive against the Broncos. It's just, there's something about the silver and gold right now that the Broncos just play awful against. And they always have a lead and then lose it at the last moment. And I think that's what's going to happen this time. It's going to be like a 10 to 6 game and the oh. Raiders win it 13 to 10. Final something scores. stupid like that. No, it'll be like the Minnesota game, 3 nothing. Raiders oh, will win. God. <laughs> All right. Well, Kill there's me a... now. We're each split on that one. Okay. All right, Derek. The Eagles looking to bounce back a 
against the Giants. They have a little bit of a winning streak against the Giants. It's not as big as this one, the other ones, but Devontae Smith is out. is out for the Eagles. Darius Slay is still out for the Eagles. The Eagles might rest people. I don't think it matters. The Giants suck. And I think the Eagles, after they had that embarrassing loss to the Cardinals, I think they have to get this win. They have to. And they get it. Man, I want to pick the Giants so bad. Eric, the Eagles won in four in their last five games. <laughs> That's right. You heard me. One in four their last five games, the Eagles. Ah, screw it. I'm going with the Giants. Okay, let's go with the Giants. I, the way they played against the Rams, I think they're going to take that money. And they played really well against the Eagles last time, too. I think Tyrod is a little pissed that he missed that throw for the two-point conversion because they would have oh, probably yeah. taken – they would have tied the game. Or, no, they would have taken the lead. Um, e oh, God. But Eagles. the Giants, I think they're going to take the momentum from the Rams game, and I think they're going to win this game. Eagles lose this game. They will be one and five in their last six games heading into the postseason. And they'll be a wild Ouch. card team too. Ouch! But the Eagles, if they're a wild card team, you face the Bucks, Saints, or Falcons. Good luck. Yeah, I'll take that game any day of the week. Seriously, over the Packers or Rams? Yes. Speaking of which, the Seahawks. They got. <laughs> they go to Arizona to face off against the Cardinals, and I think this line says a lot. The Cardinals are three-point underdogs at home. Eric, you said it when we did the playoff predictor at the beginning of the year. Two games. The Cardinals would beat the Steelers. It happened, and you said the Cardinals would beat the Seahawks. And I think you're right. It's going to happen. Give me Arizona! I, I'm going to take Arizona too, dude. And it's <laughs> it's just the fact that the Seahawks always lose a game to the Cardinals. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter. They always seem to lose this. Also, Jason Peters, questionable. Jordan Brooks, linebacker, questionable. Defensive tackle Jaron Reed, questionable for the Seahawks. I don't... I just think the Cardinals are going to take the momentum they got from the Eagles and roll with it, man. Seattle will be 8-9 out of the postseason. And if if my estimations are correct, the Packers will be 8-9 and in the postseason. And who are those two losses that the Seahawks have to, Eric? Um, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Seahawks' only win in the division is to the Cardinals, by the way. Yeah, not very good. Not very good. All right, next game, Derek. The Chiefs sitting mm. all of their starters. We're going to get a Blaine Gabbert Chiefs game. <laughs> Facing off against the Easton's, Chargers. Blaine Gabbert versus Easton Stick. Oh, boy, what a matchup. If this the leading passer in this game is Easton Stick with 871 yards, three touchdowns, no picks because Mahomes ain't playing. Fun fact, Derek. The Chargers are three-and-a-half-point favorites in this game. Blaine Gabbert is really bad. I mean, he's a bust, and he's a backup for a reason. But the Chargers are really bad, and they only put up <laughs> nine points against Denver last week. And, yeah, give me the Chiefs. 
I don't want to pick the Chiefs, but the Chargers' are, offense is just so freaking bad, and they have no star. I mean, Keenan Allen's out again. Justin Herbert's out again. Joey Bosa's out. I mean, so many guys are out for them, and so, yeah, the Chiefs will take advantage of it, and they'll get the win. Oh, boy, I just want to keep picking against you because I can. Do it. Yeah, screw it. Go, go, Chargers, go. Eric's going with the Chargers. Dude, I've picked like eight games different than you. And I if you get them all right, if you, if you get them all right, I'm going to be so up. I'm telling you, come Sunday night, come the Sunday night game, I'm going to go through all the picks and look at them and be like, oh my God. I'm doing it. All right, all right. Eric. My Rams are going to San Francisco to face off against the Niners. Rams are not starting. Matt Stafford, Kyron Williams, Cooper Cup, Ernest Jones, Aaron Donald. The 49ers are not starting. Christian McCaffrey, Eric Armstead, Brock Purdy. They, the Niners say they might start a couple guys for at least a quarter or two. The Rams have lost how many of these guys? I won't talk about it. Eric? Nine! I think it stops this week. No, you have to pick the Niners. <laughs> Fine, screw it. Give me the Niners. <laughs> yeah! The Sam Darnold-led Niners. Give me them. No, do you not want to pick the Niners? I was just joking. I mean, sure, I'll pick them, just because they're home. Yeah, they're still four-point favorites. I know who you're I know who you picking. Yeah, you I'm cannot, riding the Windswagen, baby. Let's go. You, Carson wins. Because you cannot pick the Niners, I, can, I know. I cannot Especially pick the against Niners. the Rams, yeah. Nope, nope, nope. As much nope. as you hate them, I know it's, you can. It's the same thing with the, the Broncos and Raiders. I just I can't do it. Yeah, you can't. Or and I actually and Chiefs, think Carson yeah. Wentz, trying to play for, like, show that he can still play in the NFL, I mm -hmm. think he's going to try and ball out. I don't think he's going to ball out, but I think he's going to win this game anyway. Ball out with two picks. Uh, hey, you, Matt Stafford hey. won with two picks. All right? Hey, Eric. Hey. All right. All right, Derek. The last afternoon game, the Cowboys playing the Washington Commanders in Washington. Dallas is playing all their starters, and they're because gonna, they have to win. Because they have to win, and I believe they do, and I think they wax the Commanders, even though they are on the road. But the okay. Commanders are so freaking bad. Dallas, three and five on the road. Yeah, they need to eight get this and win. zero at home. Dallas, thirteen point favorites for a reason in this game because Washington yes. sucks. Yeah, I'm going to go with this. I, I want to pick the Commanders because the Cowboys are so bad on the road, but I can't. I think, give me the Cowboys on the road. Sam Howell, 20 touchdowns, 19 interceptions, leads the NFL. <laughs> it's a lot of picks, buddy. Dude, I am nine picks different than you. Wow. Well, you might have your 10th one right here the Sunday <laughs> night. Bills. What a at game. the Dolphins for the AFC East Divisional Crown. The Bills are two and a half point favorites in Miami, who is mm. seven and one at home. Oh, this is a tough one for me to pick. It really is. What Miami team are you getting? The explosive one or the one that just lays a freaking egg, Eric? That, that, that is the question, Derek. And the Bills' defense has been playing so well 
But Josh Allen just started. He cooled off a lot. You know what? Give me the Bills. Oh, you're taking the Bills. All right. I think that defense has been playing good, and I think they do just enough to slow down Miami. But I think this should be like a 28-24 game, 31-24, something like that. I think it will be a high-scoring game. I agree. I'm actually going to pick the Bills, too. I think they're the better team right now. The Dolphins just don't play well in December. I don't know what it is. They just don't, and I think that continues for the Dolphins. I think the Bills win it and win the division. Derek, the Bills were 6-6 six and six at one point. Yeah, dead in the water, and now they're 10-6. and six. How about that? So, All right. I have nine different picks to Derek, and I am five points behind. And if you get all nine picks, I'm going to, like, I'm going to grab a bottle over there and slam it (laughs) until I throw up. (laughs) That's what I'm going to do. Go broke or go home, folks. Go Rams! I wanted to talk about this. If the Rams claim that sixth seed, Goff versus Stafford in the first playoff game in Ford Field and Stafford's on the opposing sideline. What a game that will be. We're going to have to watch that game together. I wear my golf jersey. You wear your <laughs> Stafford jersey. <laughs> it will be a – I mean, and that will be next weekend. It would be. How about that? We shall see. Dude, that's – I want it so bad. I want it so bad. Rams, Lions, with all the marbles on the line, win and go home. What a game. That's all I got, peeps. Stafford will win the first playoff game in Ford Field. Hey, take it shots. Take it shots. That's going to do it for us. Thanks for tuning in for this long edition of Derek and Eric Show. We will catch you on the flippity flip. Peace. What the hell was that? Thank you.